Hello and welcome to episode number 44, grid point 44 in the Flinders is the point of balance on the planet uh, on one of the major harmonic lines and this is today is all about harmony, it's all about balance, a balanced approach um, to Superwoo and uh, I want to introduce to you uh, a woman who I feel um, is a very old and ancient friend um, and colleague in life. And I feel uh, very honored that we have had the opportunity to cross paths again. Uh, her work has been uh, controversial, I think is nicely controversial, harmoniously controversial, organically controversial. Uh, I think is a really beautiful way of putting it. Um, I can relate because that was what my work was like when I first started. So it's really, really interesting that um, we have uh, another person who's come into the uh, minds and hearts of people with a very similar approach, but at a different time in our unfoldment. Uh, a lady, a woman of, of great integrity, uh, a very kind heart, and uh, definitely a member of the Council of Wise Women on Earth, as far as I'm concerned. Biased opinion, but uh, allow your heart to speak for yourselves. Uh, I'd like to introduce to you JCK. JC, welcome to Superwoo Radio. Hi, George. I'm so honoured to be here. It's a very surreal experience, you know, having seen you for so many years and... Um, you know, even just a few months ago, watching you on um, Beyond the Veil, it's, I was sitting there, you know, with, you know, just watching you and admiring everything that you had to say. So to be here and to to now know you and to recognise you as someone I I know, you know, on a soul level, on a deep, deep level, it's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. So thank you so much for coming, you know, for letting me be here with you. Well, mate, I... Um have been you know we've had a couple of chats behind the scenes and it was uh yeah like you said uh instant uh memory remembrance yeah mm -hmm. um and i've had a lot of people say to me you know you know you and Josie, we can't wait for you two to have a chat and that's what we're going to do today we're, we're just going to we're freestyling there's no paperwork there's nothing even on the lead up to this there was nothing that I was sitting there. I've got to talk to her about this. And I was at my local cafe this morning and there's this really fantastic lady there, Lorena, and her and I have the most incredible dialogue together. And I, I turned around to Lorena. I said, is there anything you'd like me to ask JC? Right? Cause she is so wise. And she just looked at me and she went, no. Nah. <laughs> and I went, you know, that, that is, the, the the sign that we are going to totally free flow freestyle and jam and i love it absolutely but that's how i work too and i'm sure you do it too it's like yeah. you're on your feet it's pure instinct and that's something that i i mean i've known this for years about myself you know i, I do come from a theatrical background i've got a theater degree um it's not my own main thing but it, it is something that i have uh, got studies in and that you know studying from a script was never my thing i was always you know improvisation was always my thing and, and public speaking etc but i just feel that the energy once you're tapped in the energy for information just flows when you know um when you are open and you're you just 
you're open from the heart. So you're trying to drop the ego and, um, and just speak. And I think that that's why we both felt like we're just going to flow. We're going to jam. We're going to, um, you know, be really comfortable here and just, we know what we've got to say. You and I both felt it beforehand as well, that something huge, we're going to talk about lots of good stuff that people need yeah, to hear I reckon. at I reckon. this moment. Yeah. yeah, I reckon. And um, what I'd like to do first, though, is I'd like to get, uh, you know, some of the big fat elephants that are standing in the room. And I just want to I just want to address them first so we can move them out of the way. So right. we can have clear dialogue. And so there's people that have given you a bit of a hard time about um, predictions, mm. which I'm going to stick my hand up and say, you know, through that 2012 period, I'm totally you know, uh, guilty of the same thing, mm-hmm. but, but right. What people don't understand is, um, there was, uh, we're in a process. It wasn't all going to happen in one day, even though in the early days of me talking about 2012, I actually talked about how things were going to happen on that day. And that was, uh, a misinterpretation through my distortions, through my pain, through my wounds, um, and there were so many people that felt the same way. It wasn't just an individual thing on my behalf. Millions of people around the world felt the same way. They could really feel it and sense it. And it's like the rippling down the timeline. And also things did happen around that time. That was the March equinox of 2013. There was a shift that took place, but it didn't happen in the public domain. It happened in the background and it's taking time as the process goes on, as it comes in and in and in and in. And I'm seeing the same thing that is happening with you in some of the predictions you've made of late because you made predictions which are, as far as I'm concerned, quite accurate, but they're happening in the background, not in the public face of things. Um, So is there anything that you want to talk to us about in regards to that? Yeah, well, I did address that in a recent live, and this was an impromptu live. I was outside, which I would never do, windy. I I, I was at my mum's house, so I had to go for a walk to do this. And um, I just felt I needed to address it. And it wasn't uh, in regards, it wasn't me defending myself. I just wanted to explain to people that, um, you know, we're at a point in time where the reason why I stuck my neck out and did this, I felt compelled to do that. I had very specific dates. I stick by those dates. I am not, um, and I've always been like this with my psychic readings, etc. cetera. I, I, I'm not, it's not a party trick. Um, I'm not here to prove myself to anyone. I'm here to speak the truth as I know it and, and with integrity. These energies that I pick up on have particular, um, there's particular bumps in the road that you feel. And so when you're saying a date like September 1st or you know, I remote viewed um, a particular politician resigning on a particular date, and I said that date. Mm. That is not a public. People are not going to be aware of that publicly, and I very clearly said that. Um, but what I felt was, we did see in the three D world evidence that there was a reshuffling going on um, from behind the scenes in the political, and people were saying on Twitter, "There's something going on." behind the scenes because this is happening and this is usually an indication of a leadership you know change so then we have so what i addressed in that video was that we've got the 3d world and this is still going to play out a particular narrative what we're doing here is we're actually and this is why the group that i created was called quantum truths is with us um 
with me publicly speaking and uploading information into the public arena and then people resonating with it, we are the ones creating that future. We are the ones, you know, through quantum, you know, possibilities, probabilities, all of those sorts of things. We are creating this and um, and everybody could feel it, etc. Um, so, yeah, um, basically what I, basically with, in regards to predictions, there are things that can be misconstrued. I've noticed that with wording, like a lot of um, people will take the key or the core of what you said and forget all the things that are surrounding that and then any follow-up information you may have given to add to that. I think um, also I'm very aware that if I'm compelled to say something publicly because I only ever say things publicly that I feel is, a, is allowed to be said, there's a reason for that and it needs to be a trigger and so there's this um, level of um, that needs to be made aware so that everybody's attention or focus or intent is on that date and that allows things to happen as well. So there's so many layers to this. Yeah, it's layered. And it's I very find, hard. It's hard to explain to people. Yeah, it is yeah. because we are um, uh, functioning f more from our multidimensionality. And then as our multidimensional nature is communicating to the ego construct of George or the ego construct of JC, you know, it's, it, it's like we now have to interpret it. And sometimes we, our wounds are getting in the way because we're still alchemizing ourselves. We are perfectly imperfect and we are, mm. you know, in, in this continuous process of alchemy. Um, and, uh, and I find that there's going to be fluctuations where we're right on it many times, but on the odd occasion, we're a bit off mm -hmm. and that's, uh, and that's perfectly normal. And what I find interesting is how quick people are waiting. there, like cats waiting to pounce, um, which is really showing you where they're at. And they they, they will dismiss everything else you say because of just that one particular point, which is hit a nerve in them or hit a particular wound in them. And I used to do that. I used to be like that. And so um, this is a beautiful opportunity for us to call everybody out and say, hey, you know, you might want to reevaluate how you are as a being, how you operate as a being, and take note how often you do that too. Because what I like to do is I like to listen to um, various people and people that really are annoying to me. I will sit there and I will listen to them because I want to understand where they're coming from, why they're saying what they're saying, but also they also still have really great wisdom. So I'm not too quick to write anybody off anymore um, because I've, I've alchemized so many wounds within me that I'm actually not triggered by them like I used to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't need to pinpoint one aspect of what they say and then use that as a venting outlet for Absolutely. that wound that is deep down inside of me. Absolutely. And you can see it. Uh, you know, I generally have very, very positive feedback. Um, yeah. um, I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not looking for sycophants or anything like that, but in, in generally I, I, I would say about 99% is very, very positive, but you'll get that odd person who is really clinging to the hope. And they're very, very much stuck. And this is not a derogatory thing. It's just where they're at in their journey. They're very much stuck in the when. When can I when can I feel better? Can you give me permission to feel better? I'm looking to you for that. 
and that's the thing I sort of that's the thing I addressed in that live was you've got to stop thinking about the when this I feel that that is one of the one of the core reasons as to why you know I have become prominent or this is part of my mission I believe is because I'm trying to shake people out of those old constructs out of those old sort of programs where they are um, very, very much indoctrinated and trapped in the 3D, where they see, for example, a psychic is um, predictions and then outcomes, and then we can bank on those predictions, and therefore we will feel better once those predictions come to light. In reality, uh, what I am trying to do, the, the predictions sort of took over a lot of what I'm trying to say. Um, I feel that they're just a very minor part of it. Um, I actually feel it's more to do with <clears throat> what are people resonating with? Are they resonating with the truth that I'm speaking? And it may be, it may be wrapped up in all this other truth and information that people resonate with. And there is a, a tiny little bit of a prediction in there. Um, and and that is the that core that that sort of message of standing in your truth. Um, going within with discernment and really trying to listen to a message and um, and then changing the way you see your world that is that's the that's the real core of what I'm trying to do here with people and it's a process and I feel that um, <clears throat> not just myself has like exponentially changed in the last few weeks since this all started um, my audience has as well and I, I can see that I can see them evolving just with the just with their expansion of um, understanding or understanding of of how these processes work, a lot of them who've never realised that this is how it works are starting to see it for themselves in actual time. So with these little glitches, I'm not too worried about, um, you know, me getting dates wrong. I mean, there's not a single psychic on this earth that would give you a specific date publicly, put their neck on the, you know, they, they just won't do that. I did because I felt compelled to do that. And it wasn't to give people hopium. It was a real, um, I really feel that that, that is um, something that is taking place behind the scenes, like I said. But I also feel there's another layer of we needed people to, to start to envision this future beyond those dates so that we could create together, co-create co a brand new way of seeing the world. And that's that's the main part of of what the mission is here. It really is. Um, yeah, and it's um it's it's an important thing because you know this is the dynamic of the relationship between people like yourself and myself and and all of you who's watching this and listening to this. Um, <laughs> it's it's like we are in a relationship together. And how do you experience people like us? And we're not different from you. We have families. We have our own stuff we're working through we've got bills to pay we've got food on the table we have you know children to look after and you know this we're just like everyone else got rent to pay and um and so it's really interesting how people get uh so easily triggered and so critical um and what i'm seeing is is it really is an expression of their wounds from deep within them uh, and and it's like they're using us as an excuse to vent their pain rather than listening to what we have to say, really listening to the wisdom because they're ignoring all of that and they're just hitting one single point and then attacking on that one point. So either they're trolls with an agenda or 
they're people that are just, you know, venting. And um, so I'm asking everybody to, you know, when you do feel that energy come up with what we're going to adventure into throughout this dialogue is, you know, allow that feeling and it's a good thing and it's showing you something about yourself and maybe it is something that we're not getting quite right. Maybe we are wrong about something and that does happen in life. Uh, in my experience um, of of the, the path that I've walked and everything that I've been involved in, there's um, there's more people coming through now that are actually seeing the reality of our reality, right? Um, and, and the extent of my experiences uh, is what I have to go on and my knowledge and what I'm connected to in within myself. And I feel that it's really important that we, um, you know, start to use our heart to really feel into what people have to say, because this is the most powerful tool of discernment that you have, that any of us have, is uh, our heart soul essence, not here. Yeah, but here. absolutely not. You know, and this needs to get its influences and instructions. It's 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 guidance from here you know right? when you bring this back home you know yeah and i you know I, I i feel like the general theme of 2020 is transmuting trauma mm. it's exposing and and it's it's exposing uh the shadow mm. and trauma it, it, you know everybody's had the dark night of the soul this year mm. i'm sure of it and it's a collective one and while I can tap into the background stuff of there is a lot of good stuff happening under this surface, yeah. we're still swimming in this residual trauma. And that's why it's so important for very contentious people to come forward and speak up so that we can trigger that, you know, that, that thing in people to go, oh, wow, hang on, where did that come from? What's that making me feel You're like? you calling me a contentious person? <laughs> no, me. I would, I, would, I would never be one of them. <laughs> that's, that's my middle name <laughs> that's my middle name i'm i'm the i'm the envelope pusher um <laughs> i yeah so i feel that that's that's a major part of this year isn't it like 2020 is just it's it's about um recognizing these these dark things that were in the shadows both figuratively and literally and then transmuting that and exactly what you said you know see what is this what is this triggering you so one of the things i said for example in one of the first videos that came out was that on the astral i saw the world as flat now that triggered so much controversy controversy because why we come from a world of scientism which is up here everyone's stuck up here and we've been told a particular science of the way this this world exists and the way it's formula and you know the way it looks etc etc and that's a very uh monodimensional way of seeing things i've you know it's multi-dimensional just like us you know our reality our world that we live in is multi-dimensional so um but that that's triggered people and it's also made people then question what are my beliefs around this and why do i feel triggered about flat earth you know i I, you know, I just think that it's multidimensional. I don't know how else to explain it to people. You probably have a I better feel, way. I feel one of the um, the issues with the whole flat earth thing is is that's also part of the whole hologram uh, construct that yeah. 
technical intelligence in its imposition here, which is data mining this whole reality and is in the process of assimilating uh, human consciousness into its uh, singularity. I'm seeing so many people who are viewing this world via the lenses of that singularity. And that's why they call it a, uh, own that they only see the hologram. They're not seeing all the, all, all the other layers um, because there's so much more than just the hologram effect of this world. Uh, and to understand that there's three distinct layers, three very distinct layers, you know, and we have, we have the natural world, then we have the hologram of the gods, and then nested inside the hologram of the gods, which is imp in, imposed itself here, is this technological intelligence, which some people call AI, but it's not artificial. It's an intelligence that inhabits the, um, the construct of technology in the universe. So it's a technological intelligence, been around the universe for a very long time. Um, and so in its capacity to actually uh, replicate this, this reality, its initial construct that it is created is a flat linear plane. And a lot of people are viewing this world through those lenses and through the lenses of the hologram of the gods. And they're, they're missing the much deeper layer, the natural world that is here, which is really deep and it's beautiful. And you can only access that from your heart, soul essence, from that unified field, yeah. you know. Absolutely. No, that's exactly, I mean, you've described it much better than I did. I just said it's multidimensional. It is as multidimensional as we are. We are light bodies. We are physical bodies. We are this, we are that. We have so much to us and you can't just be trapped in one viewpoint. That is why the flat earth or the description of that or the globe, one or the other, is not enough to describe what we are experiencing and um, and that triggers a lot of people, but that comes from um, it comes from an external program. It comes from a program of what they've um, of being influenced by science. I I feel you know that whole scientism type um, reality. That that world of scientism, and when I say scientism, I mean the mainstream um, viewpoint that has been indoctrinated in us in our schooling system in our television in our movies and all of that that ex exaltation of science being the truth you know in our reality um well i'm gonna that, i'm just gonna I'm step gonna... in there too because the the what what the way you just described it is yeah. gloriously beautiful and um i want to i want to add to that i want to make a contribution to what you just just shared and that is uh that when you talk about scientism, you're actually yeah. literally talking about a religious cult. It is. It is not is, is not the true, authentic, original essence of science. No, it's the not. The science it's, yeah. by its very nature, the original essence of science, right? And what it means to be a scientist is you are always um, exploring and discovering new frontiers. And it's this, it's all about the sense of adventure and the sense of curiosity in life, right? Absolutely. And, and, and discovery of new new uh, expressions of reality. Um, but what it has been overtaken by is by these uh, ultra materialists. They're also ultra reductionists mm -hmm. and um, they live in terror of them not being able to quantify and control reality. So if they can't measure it and if they don't have control over it, they live in terror of it. And most of the time they live in denial of everything that they cannot measure or, or they can't quantify. And so as far as they're concerned, 
you know, the multidimensional nature of life is just quackery, it doesn't exist, it's just, and they just live in denial of, of life, of reality, and they live inside of the reductionist model, they live inside a very small paradigm of life, and they're inside this little box, and they're screaming at us who are, we're inside that box, but we're also beyond the box, we're in, you know, beyond, so we acknowledge their world, but we also are having uh, uh, real experience, experiential realities beyond their paradigm, which they can't quantify. Um, and they want to call us delusional and crazy. Um, it'd be like living on an island in this world and thinking that is reality. And anybody who talks about any ships going past or anybody who talks about any life on any other landmass on this planet is insane and delusional. And that is a direct analogy of what they're doing. And it is a religious cult. They don't wear brown robes. They do not wear black robes. They wear white robes. White robes. And they have their and they have their prophets, like Darwin, you know, for example, and Newton. So, it is a religious cult, and they and behave it's a, like it's a religious zealot. cult. Yeah. They're zealots. It's unbelievable. It's a religious cult, and it's a um, it's it's been completely co-opted. Um, there, you know, not only do you have so you have lie upon lie upon lie. <laughs> that is just built on because nobody's willing to speak out about that theory doesn't work or that equation doesn't quite work. So they're building their their current um, uh, ways of measuring things on lies, you know. So it's also that. I mean, we can pick holes in Darwin all day long. I mean, if, if you really truly know the work of Darwin, it, it, was, a, it was a very, it was a, there was an agenda there that had nothing to do with science, you know. You see, and the interesting thing is I totally agree mm. that the uh, there is an evolutionary process mm. happening. So I'm, I'm yes and, <laughs> right? Um, and I'm looking, I'm looking at the, um, I'm experiencing, I'm living an evolutionary process myself. I look around at the evolutionary process of geology and nature and so there is, to, to a degree, an absolute truth to what science explains. Uh, however, there's, like in every, any religious and spiritual doctrine, there's a whole bunch of truth in all of them, but there's always this percentage, which is this manipulation and this twist and this containment field, you know, because that's what the status quo is. The status yeah. quo is a containment field of consciousness. Right, and they want to they want to hold in place and contain within a bubble perception of reality. And anyone who goes outside of that, well, you know. And who are the border patrol guards? You know, of that status quo: psychologists, psychiatrists, scientism, all part of the religion of scientism. And now we have the military-industrial complex, which has been apprehended by technical intelligence. And now they're coming down hard. And the U.S. Congress passed a bill. Just going to share this one with you. Yesterday, where is it? Yesterday, they passed a bill. Okay, so the Congress bill, and thank you to Michael Sala. I want a big, big call out to Michael Sala. Full respect to Michael. Um, Congress bill, it's his post on LinkedIn. The US House of Representatives just passed Resolution 1154 condemning conspiracy theories, including believing in alien landings, right? How about that? The vote was 226 to 186. 
Guess that opens the door to reinterpreting the Roswell UFO crash as time travellers from the future rather than short grey aliens from Zeta Reticuli. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> that is an absolute, uh, you know, tech, this is where technocracy exposes itself as idiocracy because the uh, evidence that we're not alone, first of all, the cosmos is self-evident. Like, all you got to do is look at it and it explains everything, right? If people can't, by looking at the cosmos, just use rational deduction and logic and reasoning just by what they witness, by their bit, what they're bearing witness to, to think that we're the only ones in all of that is an insane and a deluded state of mind, right? Secondly, I'm getting the sword out now, having a go. <laughs> we do in Aussie, you know, we have a go. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and the other thing is the evidence for extraterrestrials um, coming and visiting Earth and being a part of it. So the statement I want to make is extraterrestrial life and interdimensional life has never not been a part of the construct of this world from its very inception of Earth, right? The whole way along, and they continue to this day to interact continuously with the military-industrial complex, with government, uh, uh, high-private high uh, occults, uh, secret societies, organisations, and people within the general public and Indigenous tribes. The amount of Indigenous tribes that celebrate their origins from, from different star systems, it's in every culture. It's even in the Bible. The Bible is founded. We will make them in our image and likeness. The Elohim is mm. God's in the plural. We will make them in our image and likeness. The whole Christian Bible is founded on extraterrestrials coming here and creating life and being a part of that creative creative process. Then we have all the solid evidence, empirical evidence of all the ancient monuments and constructs, which if people, like, how can you have slabs of rock in Bulbeck, your home country, <laughs> that weigh 1,500 tonnes, you try and put logs under that rock, it is just going to flatten them in an instant. The concept, you know, one of those rocks right now would take nine of the biggest cranes on earth to lift yeah. that straight up, let alone transport it. We can't even do it now. And we're going to, we get sold a story that a bunch of slaves did it with logs and ropes, you know, thousands of years ago. It's totally insane. And now here's the big one all the evidence that is now being revealed in uh, our genetics. The further they study our genetics, our genome, it is totally being revealed that you have the root race of humanity, which is the Australian origines. Their genetics are in every other race around the planet and that all other races are derivatives from peoples from the stars coming to the earth, blending their genetics with the root race of the earth and then creating all these other subsidiary races that is genetic fact that is scientific fact so here we have this idiocracy speaking about anybody talks about conspiracy theories and specifically them pointing out alien landings right specific mention on that anything to do with ets is not allowed now wow is that orwellian or what <laughs> That's and that's optics. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> that what you just what they presented there. I I feel that that's 
that's the thing, like the scare tactic, I, I think. Well, they're yeah, showing us how terrified. Yeah. They yes. live in terror that yeah. that something is going to be announced soon because the moment it does, their whole power structure comes crumbling down. Yeah. Can I address the whole thing about uh, aliens and my stance on that? Because oh, please do. Because people have... I've got to step off my soapbox. I had my rant and uh, I do want to hand the baton over to you. Um, and I know that definitely uh, my community would love to hear you say and everybody else would love to hear you say about that. Yeah, because people have, again, misconstrued. I tend to be very, um, there's, there's a lot of videos that I've done because I just do things on the spur of the moment without thinking. I can get very brash and I can be very flippant in some things that I say. And I think in, in um, an interview with Chris and Cherie Geo, we were saying very, you know, it's the type of relationship we have. We were mucking yeah. around. And I said, you know, no one's coming to save you. No one's out there coming to save you. And people misconstrued that as you don't believe in aliens, <laughs> okay, and uh, you don't believe in other life. And what do you mean? Like what did my whole experience with Palladians, do you, do you mean to say that that doesn't, that's not true? Do you mean to, are you trying to say that, I'm imagining it, and that's not what I've said at all. Um, my my main thing that I feel that I stand for, and therefore I have to express on every level, is that you need to be your own saviour, okay? So it comes from that. We tend to, because of the way we have been indoctrinated um, for hundreds of years, thousands of years, we have been told to always look outward for someone who is above us, to come and help us that we are these tiny little creatures who uh, came from monkeys and we don't know what we're doing we don't know what we're thinking um these powerful masters have come to to teach us what to do etc etc for me i mean i just feel that i think that these races of of aliens which i don't know enough about for to be an authority on number one you are you you're you're an authority on this i am not um we can't keep putting them in a position of they're out here to come and save our our butts, right? We we have to really we have to really take back our power. So that's where that comes from. And then the other thing is is to be cautious about the messages that you are getting when you are trying to look outside of yourself, okay? Because there's a lot of people saying they're channeling this and they're channeling that. Where do you know, where is that source coming from? I, you know, you've got to be discerning about that. Does that make sense, George? Oh, you are speaking to my heart right <laughs> there. I'm telling you, my community is 100% with you on everything you yeah. just said. Yeah. Um, I could tell you the disclosure project that is in place and everybody thinks they're going to come and they're going to save us is because the groups that we are going to be introduced to is all from Empire and they want to assimilate us into a galactic empire. It is not about us being liberated and free. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're creating the circumstances they are on Earth. They're pulling the strings behind the scenes. This is um, this is such a big um, operation on, that's going on, a uh, multidimensional operation. It's This is a vast multidimensional empire uh, headed by the gods. And uh, this is an assault on humanity and Earth. It has been for a long time. And I've had lifetimes in that empire. That's why I can come here and I can talk about these things because I've got first-hand direct experience of being a part of it in the past in my journey, you know, in life. 
and uh, and I'm here atoning for the things that I've done. That's why I know so much about the construct of the hologram of the gods. That's why I know so much about the construct of the matrix. That's why I have a, a deep hearted reverence for Mother Earth, who she is, what she's doing here. Um, that's why I have a deep reverence for humanity and the power of the human race. We have babies being born in this world that have access to more life force due to the construct and the nature of this reality and humanity. They have access to more life force than any of the gods, right? Than any of the gods. Even, even the one who wants to be to claim to be the god of gods. It doesn't matter. It's, 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 oh, I'm going to make a statement right now. The age that we are completing is the age of man and gods. That is coming to a close. The whole crown virus is about bringing to an end the divine right to rule. And that's why there's a big fight between the factions of those who are God and country and those who want to uh, try something different with technical intelligence, which is another version of it. It's another type of God, you know. And then there are those of us who walk the middle path. Neither <laughs> in either of those camps, right? And the middle path is very deep and it will emerge much further down the track. But we've got to work our way through our relationship with technology and we've got to work our way as a humanity through our relationship with the gods. And this is what I love about your wisdom that you share because it's in total alignment with all of that. Yeah, and it's just, it's one message, but it is very, and it's a, maybe I feel that what I say is very simple. <laughs> I don't think it's very complicated. And I think it reaches a certain audience and it does try to go the middle path and it tries to get people back into their own power so that you know that you are a divine creation you are you are a creator you do not need these gods who have corrupted our our world you know um who have brainwashed us into believing that we need an authority and that's you know that is a simple concept as, as far as i'm concerned I, mean, I think you talk about a lot more uh, complexity to 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 that and you flesh it out i'm trying to speak to a certain audience that is just to get that basic concept that you you know you have your own power and even in the way I deliver things you know I'm very um somebody called me mother bear yeah very, <laughs> I call myself tiger mum but you know I, I just <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say cougar <laughs> no <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, not a cougar. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm very much into. Um, we have to. You know, I kind of almost have to hammer it home to some people, and some people get triggered by that. But that's their own little programs they've got going and their traumas that they've got going. But a lot of people love it, and but I say I'm saying it to them like, wake up, take your power back. I'm not a guru, number one. Don't have any gurus. And this includes these channeled messages. How do you know where they're from and what? how do you know they're not corrupted? How do you know there's not an agenda there with this channeled message? Your truth lies within. Your truth comes from the core of who you are. And if you don't know who the, the core of who you are, and some people don't, that some people do not have access to that because they've been so indoctrinated. That's the journey that we're that I'm trying to make and that our group is trying to make of taking off those layers that we've been taught over these hundreds and hundreds of years of, of, of a slavery system and remembering who you really are and, and accessing that for your truth 
And in the process, you are going to come across so many programs that you need to remove. You're going to come across so many um, old ideas that still that still, you know, tell you you're not in control, you're not in power. To this day, I don't know how many times, and this is why I get, I get all narky and like, because you know, and this my that's my delivery, and that's how I deal with it. And no, I you think know what it is? It's your passion. It's all passion. people that 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 poo poo human emotion. Let that yeah. emotion flow. Let your passion, let your soul fire burn. All the other ones that are becoming or totally pacified, they're being sterilized. They're trying to strip any emotion out of themselves and become these what program protocol behavioral automatons. Come on, celebrate our humanity. Let our passion <sighs> flow. God, I'm gonna. I call those people spiritual masturbators. <laughs> they really take seriously. <laughs> it's spiritual masturbation. You know that. Oh. I mean, people have been people have been telling me you can't wear red lipstick. If you're so spiritual, you can't wear red lipstick. Like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> just piss off. <laughs> I, you know, the swearing and the you know drinking coffee and all of that stuff. This is you. You've been, you've bought into this idea that spiritualism looks like a certain way. You've bought into this idea that uh, anyone who's passionate and speaks out and, and raises their voice a little bit is angry. Um, this, there's there's this urgency to get this message across. Okay, that's where my passion comes from. There is an urgency to get this message across. The time is now to wake up, and what you're waking up to is yourself. You're waking up to the fact that you've been lied to. You're waking up to the fact that you've got layers of programs uh, on you that need to be revealed. This is the time for that, 2020, okay? And if you don't challenge this, you're gone. Like you, you, there is no hope for you. What if you don't challenge this now? I mean, everybody is on their own journey, and it does take time for some people to catch up, etc. But there's a whole critical mass of people that, if they can just resonate with some of the stuff I say it would lead them to awakening other things in their own in their own right okay and um what what we were saying oh the the passion and all of that stuff i mean i'm gonna make t-shirts saying i'm not angry i'm just passionate honestly i I say that so many times (laughs) yeah i'm not angry i'm just passionate um and and that's okay this has to happen because i think i think that that even that is is one form of a messenger right Messengers come in different forms. Some people resonate with those love and light people. I've got to tell you, if somebody's acting too perfect to be true and um, they're so placid and they're presenting no emotion and they're presenting this very, you know, peaceful kind of, that to me is not truth. I just... Well, what we're seeing is... um, You're human. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, what we're seeing is um, people that actually end up being, uh, and I went through it, you become enamoured with this self-serving light. You get you, you, you end up being um, in this, uh, I call it sitting on the illusionary throne of, of, you know, up on high on this extra moral high ground and, um, you know, casting so much judgment upon others and I'm calling them out. You are, well, you're doing it right now. Uh, I'm actually calling out how those folks um, actually cast so much judgment, persecution and ridicule upon people like ourselves just for wanting to be passionate, just for wanting to be real, just for wanting to drink a coffee, for wanting to have a glass of wine, for wanting to have a, a smoke. You know, 
So freaking what? We are human beings. And I can tell you now, here's a fantastic quote from my friend Belinda, right? Spiritual perfection, perfectionism is a grand distraction from being a humane being. Absolutely. From being human. And there's a really... See, what people fall into the trap of is this narrative. And this is a dead set, rigididge, fair dinkum, so real, political and cosmopolitical. This is not just an exopolitical. This is a cosmopolitical agenda, right? To diminish Mother Earth and her humanity. You are being turned against yourself that being human is something bad that you're born on original sin you know and all these other concepts i could rattle them off one after the other flat earth with a firmament it's just a dream it's just an illusion it's not really real and on and on they go one narrative after the other but they all do exactly the same thing they are all diminishing your humanity and they're diminishing mother earth and what is going on here and what is going on in this place is the most important thing in the universe we're at the forefront of universal evolution right here on this planet right now. So if we have all these people being lured away from that path, distracted, because I'll tell you what the matrix is designed to do. The matrix is designed to distract you from you, right? So the moment you, you lose your humanity and now you're trying to attain some sort of ideological spiritual perfectionism, you know, and, and that puts so much pressure on people too. It's a lie. It I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've seen so many of my clients do this over the years, and it breaks my heart because they truly believe they're trying to tap into themselves. And what then, what they're doing is they're putting a, another layer on top of themselves, and they're adopting uh, a, a spiritual persona uh, sold to us by the New Age movement, by yeah. New Cage movement. Okay, and I'm going to call it out. I'm sorry if I trigger people. I'm really sorry. Buddhism is part of that, okay? So um, because people go, I'm not religious, but, you know, if there was something that I will adopt, it's Buddhism. That well, like, itself, like anything, there's the original Buddha and yeah. then there's the, the religion of Buddhism, which is something different from the original teachings of Buddha. Same with the absolutely. Christ. Same, same with the Christ. With, yeah, absolutely. You know, and everything else around the world, it's been the same. It always gets hijacked and turned into something else. It's been it's been inverted or it's been corrupted, it's been co-opted. So that notion of Buddha and what people see, it's almost as if a PR company came along <laughs> and took Buddhism and went, right, how can we strip this of its of what, what the real thing is and we'll sell it to people like this and you've got to be like the Buddha and you've got to be perfect and you're not allowed to yell at people and you're not allowed to do... And, and, and that in itself is a trap. It's all a trap. Just get back to the core of who you are and get back to this rawness. And I think that's why... Maybe that's why people resonate with me. I'm still having a... A bit of a hard time working that out. Well, I just want to add <laughs> before gonna... we go further into yeah. that space, I just want to mm. have you add to what we're talking about because it's it's, yeah. it's just this will help take so much pressure off so many people, right? Yeah. And um, what what is happening here is what we're talking about is not always yelling at people, not always, you know, engaging carnal pleasures and all this sort of stuff. We're not talking about that. It's what we're talking about is making sure that we don't get lured into one of these ideological programs which aren't the real thing, right? And then what you do is you celebrate your humanity, you, 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 you understand that you are perfectly imperfect, that you're not perfect but you're perfect the way you are because there's no such thing as perfectionism is, is a dangerous thing, right? 
It doesn't exist. <laughs> and But what it does is when you come home to yourself and you fully embrace yourself with love from your own heart towards yourself, the way you are right here, right now, without judgment, without persecution, without ridicule, that then puts you on the path of alchemy. Now what you can do is from a place of love within your own heart, embrace every challenge that comes your way and work through the pain and work through the challenges, cultivate the wisdom and grow and evolve and become with grace and with ease and with gentleness upon oneself and being kind to yourself and then you're kind to others, you know, and that is a completely different path to all these other ideological systems. Absolutely. And even just on a on an individual level, I'll talk to that. I mean, um, I you know I say it for myself. I'm not perfect. You know, I'm really not perfect. And and I think that rawness is it's apparent. And there's going to be things that come out that show that I'm not perfect. And I'll predict in the future there's going to be things that are going to show that I'm not perfect. Um, and I think that that is part of the lesson of why certain people have been pushed to the forefront to be messengers it's not because they're, they're perfect in, in fact be careful of the perfect gurus be careful of the shall i say it she's dead now so i can say it the louise hayes you know be, be careful of these people because they present this absolute perfection that is highly unattainable um and what it is i feel sorry this these ideas are coming to me as i'm as i'm talking um, so I've been thrust into this. I'm going to talk about my own experience. So, um, and this is not big noting myself, but I'm going to talk about my own experience. This, uh, why people are suddenly seeing me um, on social media, on like YouTube and things like that. Why have I suddenly been given this platform? Um, it's only been five weeks, four or five weeks. Okay. And um, apparently people are talking about me everywhere okay my videos have gone viral why is that I feel that the greater picture here is to get people to uh, transmute this idea of that person's got a platform therefore she must have got it she must know everything she must be perfect we have to be like her so that whole notion of the celebrity, the guru, the um, messenger, the teacher in the prominent, uh, in the public eye must have it all. And therefore I want to be like her or I must be like her or she said this or she said, JC says this. JC, oh, you, you know, speak to my heart <laughs> right now so beautifully. Like seriously, this is gold. This wisdom you're sharing, please, everybody really listen to these words that are being shared with you right now yeah so i mean that maybe this is one of the reasons why i have been given this platform because it is essential for so many people to challenge that notion that they have of the divine teacher you know this perfect teacher i'm not perfect and so you in seeing the weaknesses i have where i swear at people and i lose my shit and I tell people to F off <laughs> on live, <laughs> on live Q&As. <laughs> I lose my shit on live Q&As and everybody's freaking out like, oh, my God, you were under so much pressure. And I'm like, I wasn't under pressure. I've just had enough. Okay. And that is, that's a human flaw, right? It's not perfect. Um, 
I regret certain things that I say. And in this process, I'm, I'm transmuting the bad stuff. I'm transmuting the programs that I have. I'm transmuting the desire to constantly defend myself, for example, or to read everything that people have written about me because that one little bad thing has just ruined my day. That's a program. I've got to do that. People have got to do that themselves too. In the representation of the messenger. Yeah, I went through it too. We, yeah, we are the, so we're a representation of something that people need to witness and challenge in themselves. It is not, and, and this idea of the celebrity it is, we've got to get rid of that. We know that the, you, we can see it for ourselves, that whole construct is being dismantled, that whole construct of having heroes and, and idols is being dismantled. That's part of the, the God, um, destruct, you know, that whole thing that you were talking about, of that dismantling of the man and God, Um Construct. It That's is because, part of it. because if you look at the idols, gods, yeah, if yeah. you look at the gods, yeah, it's idolatry. Stars. If you look at, yeah, you look at the gods, right, mm. it is total idolatry. And and there's all these cults of personalities going around this planet, and, and all the energy of worship feeds interdimensionally. If you understand the construct, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> Two thousand three, I I saw oh, yeah. it, and uh, and that's and why I speak it. about it. Yeah. And 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 this is. The key to it, it filters down through the whole uh, hologram of the gods because they truly, truly believe themselves to be so beautiful, so all-knowing, so mighty, so perfect. And then they put the pressure on anybody, everybody else in their hierarchical structures to a, a strive to be like them, you know. And this is thick, basically. <laughs> like, imagine... You or me telling everybody here, look at me, I'm just so perfect. You must all strive to be like us. You know, this is insane. So when we start, because what's happening is, see, we're waking up, right? This mm. is the age reaching its completion between man and woman and gods, right? That relationship is coming to a close. We're closing that age. And with it coming to an end, there are those of us who are awakening up out of that, process and some people are swapping one set of gods for another which is technology right that's the new god that is emerging for a lot of people so it's like when an addict switches from one addiction ceases one addiction and then switch and replaces it with something else but there's really good people who let's say i've got a friend who was an alcoholic and he swapped his addiction to alcohol with sport and now he's addicted to sport which is a much healthier addiction to have. It's not, it's not a bad thing, but the addictive program is still there. So this, what we're seeing now is we're waking up, we're waking up and we're moving beyond this whole program that the gods have been imposing on earth and humanity for a really, really, really long time. And this is where we see, so we're, you and I are walking a very precarious line because we're put in the public domain and what we've been programmed to see is those who are on the screen are the authority or those who are on the screen are the gods are the celebrities are the idols but then now let's look at this other layer what's going on quite prominently in the truther community is that there is this is a very and i talked about this in my video about um a particular place in cuba um this this everybody is just waiting for that those gods to come down right on the 3d level they're being destroyed these celebrities these 
high court judges, these politicians. They were the gods of the 3D world, right? And they're coming down and we're, we're, we're witnessing that. So on the three, as above, so below, right? So we're witnessing the destruction of the representations of the gods in the wow. 3D and it is happening. This is why when I say I can, I am feeling that there's good behind the scenes. This is yeah. part of the good. Yeah. It's an energy that you're feeling. So on the surface, you're seeing this, you're seeing darkness or you're seeing in the 3D world, you're seeing illusion. You're seeing uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of deception still occurring, but when we really analyze what's going on in the 3D, we are seeing these, these, these constructs um, coming down. And that is a representation of what's going on above. This, is what, I, above this is what I love about our, you know, our relationship, our dialogue, our friendship, all of this, and we jam and we talk like this. I just <laughs> love it because, you know, I'm, I'm, I come from a cosmopolitical and exopolitical space and you're coming from an, uh, not only an earthly place, but you just, you're touching on the exopolitical, but definitely multidimensional, where I come mm. from as well. And we're meeting in that beautiful heart space, right? And you're using different languaging, but saying the same thing. It's kind of like um, uh, people probably haven't put two and two together, but you know, when you listen to someone like me who's coming from outside, come back in, and then you look at uh, someone like Catherine Austin Fitz, who has totally, you know, exposed the whole financial system and the government system and the corporatocracy, um, and and you know, I had the honour and privilege of, of of spending time with Catherine, and we talked, and we met in the middle, right? Isn't that great? Yeah. Isn't that great? And she's coming and that, from a totally different place, but we met in the middle. But that shows that there's so many messengers who have valid points to listen to. And why we can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater because one person has one thing to say that you don't agree with or you can't quite get the vernacular that they're using. Um, I'm going to say something that I need to change that I feel that, you know, I need to change. My my language, I, I you know, I'm a Western Sydney chick and I speak, <laughs> I say, oh, my God, a lot, you know. I say, oh, my God, oh, my God. And that's just a, that's a habit, okay? And I understand that language has power, but I still also have to be myself. And if I was to talk in a different way, then I'm not being myself. And that will change, that, that language will change because obviously by saying, oh my God, what am I doing? Well, my community is very tolerant. There might be the odd member that's, you know, a bit sensitive about it, but my community is really tolerant. Like we're a mature group, you know, we don't, we don't worry about that too much anymore because we understand everybody's in a process. So we're not going to nitpick. If anybody does in my community, they probably need to reevaluate themselves. And, you know, no, we, we need more empathy because we need to understand because I teach that in my webinars and in, you know, if someone's a member of the membership community, then you're going to know my work. And it's like we need to exercise empathy and then connect with people. And when you do that, then you understand where a person is in their journey. And so, you know, the judgment um, falls away and it's just, okay, now we're coexisting. We're in this together and we're having a beautiful co-creative experience together and totally in unconditional love, accepting where each of us is at. It's beautiful. I hope I, hope I explained that correctly because, I mean, you know, like I said, I have a particular way of speaking, but I think that it, it, it's a, there's a good aspect to that. And then there's things that I'd like to change. I say like a lot. 
I say, oh my God, a lot, but that I'd like to change it. But I am also a very articulate person. You know, I'm a straight A student. I did, you know, I did public speaking, debating, all of that stuff. It was top in English. I do know how to speak in an intellectual way, but there is times when the language that I'm using is just perfect to reach a certain audience. And it's not, um, it's an instinct, okay? And it's, a, it's, it's a, I'm adapting because there's an instinct in me and I, I, I just talk in a particular way because my gut tells me that I need to speak in this particular way. If you go back and look at my videos, there's, I speak differently in every video and people go, you're not like yourself. Well, actually they're all me. I'm just reaching a particular audience with the way I speak. So we do need to be tolerant of the way some messengers are speaking. So there's, for example, you and I both use the word inner stand a lot, but there are times when we will say understand. It doesn't mean that we're, we're debasing ourselves by saying understand. That's an, it's just a habit of the language that we use in, in English. You know, it's just a habit of this language that needs to be analysed. And over time, we will, we will perfect it and we will, we will talk a certain way. But you can't be so affected and cautious about what's going to come out of your mouth next because then that is not speaking your truth. Mate, that's just that's putting way too much internal pressure. It creates internal division. Yes. And, you know, yeah. what you're doing is you're just relaxing back into your persona and your culture and, you know, and, and allowing yourself now to go through that alchemical process. And it's something that you'll transition through. And Absolutely. on the odd occasion, I still re revert back to some of my old cultural memes and, you yeah. know, and sayings. And we all do that. Absolutely. Everybody who's listening to that, you do that. So, again, it's that let's not put pressure on ourselves with this ideological perfectionism, you know, and, and, and be more relaxed about it and not get all nitpicky about people because, you know, what, what we're saying to you here, the real core message is if you're going to be shallow and surface nitpicking on people, you're not actually connecting with your heart and listening to the wisdom emanating from the being who's actually communicating to you. Absolutely. And this is why um, I have a, I have a problem, again, I'm not defending myself. I just want to use that as an example. I have a problem with people talking about my makeup, for fuck's sake. Sorry. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Let me put you on speak of you. Let me... <laughs> Gosh, you know, the amount of people triggered by red lipstick. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Really? Red lipstick. I wear the red lipstick on purpose to trigger people, right? I do. I do it on purpose. I go, I've got the red lipstick. I mean business. <laughs> because they're not listening to the message. Now, if I was to, they go, you look better without makeup. To, oh, JC, you look so much better without makeup. I'm like, you haven't seen me without makeup. I'm always wearing makeup. So, so I know this sounds like I'm going off track, but this is, I'm using this as an example. No, because, there's, there's great wisdom in what you're sharing. So. Yes, because... Here we go with we're, we're, we're looking, we're viewing the message through the 3D rather than viewing the message from the heart. So if you're stuck in, oh, she's, she's on the screen, therefore she must be like, she has to look a certain way. She has to fit my idea of what, you know, a, a, a spiritual person must look like. So a spiritual person must not wear makeup. She's not allowed to wear black. She's not allowed to have red lipstick on. She's not allowed to swear. She's not allowed to, you know, she has to have her hair in a certain way. So, you know, I'm kind of like, I kind of want to be a bit of a, 
envelope pusher and I'm thinking of doing a video. You're a rebel at heart and you've smashed <laughs> one of those freaking paradigms, haven't you? Like, good on you. No, I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, I kind of want to do a, like a a kind of a, um, a send-up of um, spiritual spiritual masturbators <laughs> and, wear, and wear linen clothes and have my dreadlocks and no makeup and smell like patchouli and all of that stuff, you know, and just have some incense in the background and just so I can... A bit like J.P. Spears. <laughs> yeah i mean he's great and um you know i want to do that just to because and and this is so i know about this look this whole thing about the look and how you're presenting spiritualism for decades because i've been part of that new age um system for a long time you know oh, having can you please in- can you please for the people that don't know you can you just share your background because people have Really, they don't understand the vast experience <laughs> that you actually have in this whole field. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you, you know, you will say that I'm an artist. Okay, so I am an artist. That's my my forte. Um, I could draw from the age of two. I was born knowing how to draw. So this is like, it would be equivalent to a child going up to a piano and knowing how to play, uh, you know, concerto or whatever you want to call it. Okay, so I knew how to draw actually draw not scribble draw and nobody taught me so that's a gift so already we've got this unique sort of way of perceiving the world because as an artist just you perceive the world in a certain way I was a very highly sensitive child as well I do remember um <clears throat> I had a lot of very clear memories of past lives from a very very young age uh, I would dream about them and I I, I would feel you know these reality like I, I was like I dreamt I was a man and I had you know, so I, I had these very strong, vivid memories of that. I believe that I was seeing spirits from a young age. I had a lot of, um, uh, so I had a lot of uh, kind of like I had um, insomnia a lot as a very, very young child and anxiety because I was sensing things and sensing people and sensing spirit. And then that sh- gets shut down as a teenager. And then, uh, so coming from an art background and then going into studying fine arts, design, and then theatre, and you know straight a student and all of that sort of stuff and then rekindling this this appreciation with you know with the spiritual that the world is not just the 3d and starting from university really um tapping back into that um that spiritual thing and i went through the whole new age thing i after after my classes at uni i'd go head into the city um, opposite, you know, Queen Victoria building, there used to be this spiritual bookshop, you know, and they'd have a psychic there. And I'd be like seeing psychics. All, and the reason why I was seeing psychics and reading these books is I was trying to reignite and remember who I was. When I look back, that's essentially what you're doing. You're remembering all this knowledge that you already have. And, um, but you pretty quickly start to discern that it, some things are bullshit. <laughs> That the stuff that they're marketing, that the that the stuff that they're um, publishing, that the stories that the psychics are telling you, that the way the psychics look, that are working in these crystal shops and these bookshops, that it's a store, it's a it's a performance, you know, it's a performance for a lot of them. So eventually, I tap into my own abilities, and from about the age of 18, 19, I remember I was teaching myself again how to do psychometry and palmistry and then it started to become like oh actually getting things right you know and I started doing things professionally and worked in the new age um like so bookshops crystal shops I was doing spirit guide portraits I was doing the whole thing 
and working in art shops as well and stuff like that. And I, I kind of, I started to see very quickly that a lot of it was a circus, you know, and uh, I think that might have rubbed up some of my colleagues the wrong way because I, you know, I didn't sort of fall into that whole love and light community, you know, very well. I didn't like it. It felt false to me. And um, it got to the point where, you know, I was working, I did, I, I wanted to work from home and I got offered a, a job to work as a psychic on a psychic line. And very quickly I learned um, how deceptive some of them were. And I was not, I refused to be deceptive. I refused to be one of those people. And my boss had said to me, you know, you can make a lot of money if you just told them what they wanted to hear because they will come back. And I said, I'm not going to tell them what they want to hear. I'm going to tell them the truth. And um, so that was a bone of contention between me and her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eventually I left and she accused me of lying and I was like of all the people because I wasn't following her tune so I eventually I left and then and that's when I realized that the face-to-face readings that a lot of clients wanted was based on they wanted a performance they wanted that surface thing they wanted the crystal ball they wanted me to look a certain way they wanted me to do a performance with the cards and I just don't do that I, I completely operate from the heart I barely touch the cards uh, and then I then I just made my own thing where I was doing readings by word of mouth over the phone. Uh, people kept asking to see me face to face. I said, no. <laughs> I said, first of all, the reason why is I don't want to read your body language. Now, most psychics would say, I need, to, I need them there so I can read them, right? And I said, I don't want to know anything about you. Don't tell me. Don't even, I, I, most of the time I didn't even know what they looked like. Um, because they would have contacted me through phone or um, even messenger I'd, I'd, I'd tried not to look at what they looked like and uh, and, and then I'd go from I'd, I'd know their name and then I'd before the reading I'd tap into them and I started to form this thing where if I had their name and date of birth in fact anyone's name and date of birth it was like a key that unlocked everything and then as we talk and the resonance of my voice and their voice and as we start to co-create this um inner standing or uh connection with all of reality and all of consciousness then i can start to see things and the more open they are and this is how this works the more open they are in terms of no i'm not saying they have to spill their guts just in terms of their energy where they're not challenging me and um which they used to do in the crystal shops they used to take their wedding ring off to pretend they weren't married to see if i would you know you're approaching it from a very deceptive point of view what are you going to get you're going to get lies or you're going to get truth um so yeah my clients it was just it was just brilliant I had I never had any negative experiences with my clients as on the phone and I'd always vet them in terms of like the way they'd approach me if they approach me in a certain way I'd go I'm not doing a reading for you like if you were trying to test me before we even started or you were trying you wanted to performance I'm not going to go there. So that's that. Uh, and and now let's go back to the fact that I'm an artist. Then that means I'm very visual. Um, I'm thinking, I visualise things so easily. Um, I've also got that theatre, film background, um, you know, performance. I've got the public speaking. So we've got all these things converging into a particular, um, into a particular, you know, avatar that, that can deliver a message 
And then we add to that a thing that I've always loved, which is meditation and journeying. Okay. So, and it was a very self-indulgent thing for a long time. I just used to love escaping into uh, a meditation where I would be taken to wherever, you know, I would have visions of things I would have, and it was very easy for me to see those things. And I'd have so many people, just friends and family saying, how do you see this stuff? Because when I try to go in, you know, meditate, all I'm seeing is colour, I'm barely seeing anything. And I think what you do over time when you have this natural ability to go into the right brain and operate from the heart, heart centre, um, you you start to, you actually start to um, exercise this muscle of, of um interpreting symbolism interpreting visual you know things that you're getting you know on all these multi-layers in the new age community you would say clairaudient clairsentient clairvoyant claircognizant all of those all of these senses being used at once and then on top of that i'll say this in my 20s i was channeling messages now who was i channeling i thought i was channeling angels and then they told me they were spirit guides and then that you know and, um, and these were profound messages, but I very quickly, and I was a medium as well, okay, so I had no problem tapping into people's um, uncles and aunties that died. The problem is I very quickly um, started to see that as a spirit guide, uh, a spirit guide portrait, you know, artist, as a medium, I started to question where is this information coming from because if it's coming from out there if it's coming and people are so scared to question their um the paradigms in which they operate from because they they hedge everything on those yeah they and they end up um, it becomes their identity doesn't it and this is where yeah it's exactly with scientism that this happens with politics it happens i've got family who are in very professional fields and they're having a really hard time they don't want to let go of their constructs. They don't want to let go because that would mean everything that they've lived for, everything that they've worked hard for would, would have to come down. With me, I was, I'm, I'm not afraid of challenging my old beliefs. And it got to the point where, you know, I, I couldn't in good faith do spirit guide portraits anymore. I couldn't in good faith do mediumship readings anymore. It's not because I didn't have the ability. It's I don't want to deceive people. I don't want them, I don't want to tap into something that could be an iconic, you know, entity pretending to be something else. And that, and that is real. That genuinely does happen. Uh, yes. And I, and I think the day that I recognised that in a reading I did, which gave a mother comfort for the death of her daughter, okay, I thought that was that vision I saw was so constructed and so weird. It felt like a computer projection. It felt like something was giving her what she wanted. And it was very religious. And I'm not religious. And I was just like, and I was giving this message to the mother. And I thought, oh, I can't do this anymore. Well, I want to I uh, acknowledge you for uh, being a real humane being and genuinely questioning and reevaluating reality basically and your experience with it uh, that's what it comes down to either we continue to live a lie and we get we live in what's called a comfort zone 
where we're not really happy, we're just comfortable and we're living a lie and we pretend to be happy, or we start questioning and we start to challenge ourselves and everything that we know about life. And that's what I love about you is because you, um, you genuinely are willing to actually ask and reevaluate yourself and challenge yourself. And in that process, you're challenging all of us as you go along. And that's, I'm going to be very honest with you, which I always am. I'm going to be very vulnerable in saying this. I see a therapist, okay, for something that happened as in my childhood. Mm. And the reason why I know what you're saying, like, I, I've never been afraid of emotions, never. I've never been afraid of feeling deep emotions. My therapist said to me, I made progress. I made, he said, in three weeks, you made what would normally take in textbooks six to 12 months progress because you because you went deep and because you went into the dark and you challenged those things in you and you felt those things and you were willing to to be true to yourself and that's where the that's where the power lies is in being true and then we we get to this resides. point okay with where, where it resides yeah it's where the power resides when when you are in this um I'm going to call it virtue signaling. When you're in this construct of virtue signaling and saying, I'm not religious, I'm very spiritual and I'm a new ager and this and that, and, you know, wank, wank, wank. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I'm sorry. Everybody loves you even more now. Definitely. You're so real. When, when you do that, okay, guess what else you have to question? Your chakra system. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That's a good segue. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Right. And that's ooh, that's big because you know, we all love yoga and we all love we all love the seven system chakra, seven chakra system, you know, meditations, and we all love kundalini and we all love, and I think that those things have their place for this construct. I think that yeah, they have their, their place. They are they beautiful. Did. Um yeah. They're beautiful sort of segues into um a, a a very you know heart-centered place because a lot of these meditations can take you there um these practices can get you into a feeling how your body is is processing energies around you i think that the, that that's great and they're a great tool but i think let's step it up a notch and talk about the reality of what those things are well it's like the, um why people talk about unity but they're they're all they're always uh venerating a system that pulls them apart and holds them in a compartmentalized fragmented state of being that's that's uh how does that work you know oh but it all converges into the heart and uh, yeah but you're still walking around with a, a piece it, can i get raw and real with everyone i i've, I've probably said it go on <laughs> well my my community a control fine. panel <laughs> my yeah, community is fine with it um yeah so we're talking about uh you know a, a serious piece of uh, interdimensional technology technology that, that, absolutely. that's what we're dealing with and can uh, i say can i say before you go on just everyone who's triggered i'm going yeah. to say this <laughs> don't get triggered <laughs> with this what george with george, what george is about to say because it's going to hurt you with this knowledge okay because you've held on you've, you've held on to that beautiful you know seven chakra system thing and and exalted it into the ideal 
spiritual um, message, and this is what I'm saying about the Buddhism and all of that. So that, that's part of it. So we've 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 idolised that as the ultimate goal to enlightenment, right? Yeah, and Hinduism, and stems yeah, and Hinduism, Vegas, yeah. And, yeah. And we're going to say it's bullshit. <laughs> Well, so, it's, it's, well not, it's, I get where you're coming from when you make that statement. Not bullshit, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. just want to say to people, look, it's, it's, see it as a stepping stone. Yes. Don't make it your everything. And, and yeah. well, the problem we have in our world today is it's being sold as the path to spiritual enlightenment. And it's not. It is a version of spiritual enlightenment. It's part of a, of a bigger construct, the chakras. You know, it's a, it's a trinity. Uh, I'll explain it in detail in my book our universal journey, you know, and it's um, it's part of a trinity of chakras, kundalini, pineal system. And really, whether you're, this is what really cracks me up. You get all these new ages that are going, oh, the Freemasons, oh, Luciferians, and, you know, you know, and, and, and all these people are attacking each other. So whether you're a Hindu, you know, or some forms of Buddhism, or then you look at the whole new age community, right new cage community then you look at free freemasonry and the occults so how do you be, do be, how do you become a 33rd degree freemason well this is what you do you join that cult a secret society and you go through all these spiritual practices where over time you bring up from the coccyx from the base of the spine what they call spirit fire which is kundalini their, their terminology for kundalini and you get it to come up intersecting into the seven seals which is what Christianity calls it, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's all in my book, so I could talk about. It. And 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 fundam, uh, fanatical Christianity calls it the Holy Ghost, right? And 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 it's like it comes up through the seven seals, right? Through a process of initiations through the seven seals, and then all of a sudden, through the thirty-three vertebrae, it hits the pineal gland, which is the eye of God, mm-hmm. right? And people become enlightened because now their conscious awareness has been calibrated to the hologram of the gods. And so everyone's attacking each other, yet they're using and utilizing exactly, exactly the same practice. So all of your new, new ages, next time you give a Freemason a hard time, you need to realize that you're doing exactly the same practice as they do. So you probably want to reevaluate what's going on. So are the chakras restricting yes you'll get to a point in your journey where you're just going to realize hang on a minute they're holding me back and beneath the chakra system is your unified field you hit this 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 unity in here in this this is the proximity of the physiology right and it's deep down inside you know and it's not the thymus it's not a gland it is beneath the physical expression we're talking subquantum, right where this actually your unified field emanates from so, uh, and that is, that is, it's kind of like that, right? You've got your, your own little supernova going on, which then manifests your physiology to occupy the space time location you occupy, you know, because we pierce the veil of reality without a unified through, through a single point to actually become manifested in this world and, and be in this world. So learn how to understand that all these spiritual concepts and all these constructs have been sold to us over many millennia, not just decades or hundreds of years. This is millennia, many millennia worth of spiritual ideology uh, infused with really sophisticated technology, which, you know, and, and I'm not going to talk about the full detail of that. I do that in my courses 
where it actually comes from. We actually do closure with the actual entity who's the prime creator of the chakra system, the entity that designed that piece of technology. We actually do one-on-one -on -one closure with that entity and that's part of my transcending the, closure, the, the chakra system. That's one part of the process. And it is uh, really interesting what happens to people after we transcend the chakras and how they go back to new age healers and they freak out because they can't see their chakras and they think they're going to die and all this bullshit story that gets sold to everybody that you can't live without chakras and no it's a technology and you can actually transcend them and then once you do transcend your chakras all of a sudden you see through the eye of your heart right it's seriously because because to think that you can only access universal knowledge through a gland in your head I don't know, you might want to reevaluate that one. That one, that one's a real serious issue. Um, and why people so vehemently believe that that is the only way you can access universal knowledge and universal wisdom. I access it through my heart and my soul and through the unified field of love that is life and the universe, right? So, you know, and, and I know that's how you operate because we've talked about this. Yeah, and I pulled my chakra system out too. <laughs> so, like, I and I, you know, I don't need to go into detail of that. You, you do that. So we don't poo poo the chakra system, yeah. throw it out like it's some piece of garbage no. or anything like that. We actually, exactly. uh, it's been a part of us. We actually use love, honor, and respect. Mm. But the message we want to give people is, you're so much more. You are so much more than, than, than a chakra system. Than a and it is directly connected to a certain piece of spiritual ideology that is expressing itself in different cultures around the world with different terminology, different languaging. And when you begin to experience your own being, that unified expression of self in your heart, soul, essence beyond the chakra system, you're going to quickly find, very quickly, if you haven't been lured and totally dedicated yourself to, you know, the hologram of the gods in that way through that version of spiritual enlightenment, that version of enlightenment, um, that it is an actual construct that is holding you back. And there's so much more of you waiting to emerge and become present in the world, but you can't because this piece of technology is holding you back, you know, and, and it gets to a point where, and, and you've got to understand just how many people all around the world are waking up to this. I have so many people contacting me feeling so validated in them removing their own chakra systems in their own process or going to somebody else that did it for them uh, or, or not for them that supported them in that process. Um, and then people coming to me and wanting to be a part of my courses to, to experience my version of, of that process. So it is not something that we're just slandering, throwing mud at, or talking about, you know, it's another conspiracy theory, or we're dark and evil, and we're trying to destroy the light and all this bullshit, no. right? Basically, you get to a point in your journey, where you are experiencing yourself beyond these constructs. And there's so much more of us wanting to be present in this world. And that technology was holding us back. And now we've transcended it. It's really that simple. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I think this, you know, I've had so many questions about that. It's really hurt a lot of people there. And then those who are ready to embrace it just needed to know more. So I'm so glad you ex explained it, George. I'm really so glad. And I did have a guest the other day on one of my, um, um, well, I, you know, we, we had a, um, we did a video interview uh, chat 
And, uh, you know, I really respect him and respect his um, viewpoints. And I think that they're valid for, um, for you know, for, for the reasons that they use um, the chakra system. But, um, you know, I wasn't going to interrupt him in expressing that. You know, I think, like I said, we need to sort of open up a bit more and let people say where they're at and, and what, their, what their belief systems are. And uh, we're here just... You and I are here talking about things that we've we've come, you know, we've reached and we gel with and we we talk about. And I'm so glad I can talk to you about this stuff. And we yeah, and you know what, you know, I've got lots of friends who are still in that space, and it's cool. It's all right. It's I've got okay. lots of people that I love dearly who are still into the pineal gland. They've transcended the chakra kundalini thing, but they can't get past the pineal gland thing. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, oh. how do we do calcify our pineal gland? I'm like, I didn't really. Think no, I'm it. glad mine's calcified. <laughs> I'll tell you why mine's calcified because yeah. my my body knows it's a foreign object and it is attacking it to calcify it to protect. Wow. Them from it Holy because shit. I'm atrophying the thing. I'm no longer using it. It is redundant to me right my endocrine system is governed by the amygdala and the pituitary which is the organic which is the original which is the feminine and the masculine holding the endocrine system in balance right so when you come back home to the natural and the organic you're bypassing all these technologies that were infused into the human physiology throughout the atlantean era oops just dropped a bombshell so (laughs) wow that blew my mind Um, wow. So, you know, in everything that we just shared when, when it comes to something like the chakra system or anything else that we share which people deem controversial or whatever, you know, nobody has to go where I'm going. Nobody has to go where you're going. We're sharing our knowledge and our wisdom. Uh, we're going to exercise unconditional love and we do ask people to really just genuinely listen and, you know, to discern for yourself but we can't not say it because of our direct experience with it. Um, There's a responsibility on our behalf to actually share the knowledge and the wisdom from the path that we have walked and, and the knowledge and the wisdom that we bring from the path that we have walked on a universal scale, which means multidimensional universal knowledge. Um, And it is really, really important at this time. Like I'm, I've come to this world in this life, to do this yeah as well as other things but i got to the point in my life where all my minor karmic obligations were fulfilled and then i stepped into my fundamental purpose you know which is the big reason why i came to this world and this is me doing my great works and it's continued it evolves and it continues and when i think i've just you know got my finger on the pulse on what it is it changes (laughs) you know it evolves yeah it's, i just it's wanted incredible. to say that yeah yeah it's so good and and the other thing is is like why would you hold back on something that is true you know if you're if uh, i just feel this compulsion to spill the beans <laughs> on everything you know and and to challenge those challenge those old paradigms just because if it feels as though this information needs to be put out there, exactly like you said. It just needs to be put out there and let people um, absorb it, discern it, and, and, and it just needs to be presented on the table. The old gatekeepers for what is, um, what is true, what is spiritual, what is reality, what is not reality, they're gone. This is what this, this year is showing us, is that it's time to expose everything. 
all of those secrets that were kept from us, all of those things. Uh, funnily enough, you were talking about the seven seals. I, I know we're still talking about, um, we kind of want to wrap up the chakra thing, but the seven seals and all of that. Interestingly enough, one of the encoded messages that came through in that last, in one of the last videos I did about <clears throat> a place in Cuba, I'm not going to say what it is. Um, that was one of the, one of the messages, one of the encoded messages was as the seals, the breaking of the seals and the breaking of the secret societies, the contracts and all of that sort of stuff, all of that's crumbling. So we can see that on a physical level, we can see it on a secret society level. Uh, you know, it's this as above, so below thing. Again, we've got these secret seals or these seals that are broken, they're breaking down, they're crumbling. What we're essentially saying is put the truth out there, you know, um, you know, uh, they have that saying now that's going around dark to light, you know, so we're putting, we're shining the light on the dark, the things that were hidden from us, the truths, the information that was hidden from us, the stuff that was hidden under the Vatican, all of that stuff, the knowledge, the gnosis that has been hidden from us is being revealed and the old seals that held those, that's those secrets, those, those, um, uh, pacts that were made in secret societies, for example, as their heads, their gods that represented them come crumbling down, such as high court judges and politicians and all of that. When they're taken down, their evil is taken down. Therefore, their secrets are taken down. And it, it, it's just everything. It's all these layers, all these layers. And you can see the exposed. dismantling that is taking place, that whole structure dismantled. What I find really interesting about all the lockdowns that are going on is the overwhelming majority of all the big cities that are in the biggest lockdowns are all part of the old world cabal, the old mm. world banking industrialist families and their old theocratic model. Um, and, you know, if you look at Australia, for example, Melbourne was founded on old world European money. That's why it was very European, very cosmopolitan, all that. You look at Sydney, that the, the financial foundation for Sydney is US corporate money and the yes. technocracy, right? So you can see, even though Sydney's under a bit of a lockdown, nothing like Melbourne, though, and what's going on with the old guard getting taken out. Uh, what shocked me is how Adelaide got 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 escaped that one because they're yeah they're, that's they're, one of the most biggest power centres in the southern hemisphere. Oh yeah, I used to live oh, there yeah. for twenty years. I know all about that place. Very um, no, oh, and uh, yeah, so that I think the problem is is because Adelaide's connected to Woomera, and um, and the 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 um, the new guard has already taken care of whatever yes. was there they've already done it in stealth um partially through this process but of the lead up to it i think that was uh, something that was happening uh, happening over a period of time there um and so melbourne had to get taken down because it was harboring so much of the old world guard and then you look at other places around the world new york uh, milan and all these other major cities hmm. what are they going through george they're going through the second wave now, what I, one of the messages again in that um, G Bay, we'll call it G Bay um, video. I loved it. I loved it. That, well, the message no. that came through was, yeah, the second wave. What the, what the second wave isn't the virus. It's not a virus. The second wave is the second wave of the, the corruption coming down. 
the first wave was the um let's call them gods okay because they're representations of gods on earth right so the first wave was the celebrity world how many celebrities had that virus right how many celebrities were taken down by this virus so there and then and it was very contentious that this is occurring in that place in cuba everyone kept there was this rumor going on oh look there's these lists and there's these celebrities and oh my gosh and everybody had to challenge to see oh i can't have he- heroes anymore oh my favorite movie are you kidding me my favorite actor my favorite that god has been taken down those stars have been taken down that was the first wave so the message was the second wave is the uh, high court judges the politicians these are the other gods these are the gatekeepers right they're being taken down so this is and again we've got this as above so below so when we when we say these messages to people when i i will speak for myself i put these messages out there and people nitpick and dissect this very literal they're only reading or hearing what i'm saying on a on one level and we have to approach all the messages from a multi-dimensional level because it isn't just the words that i'm saying it isn't just in relation to the 3d i think that this is probably why i have an issue with answering very specific questions about the world when i've already addressed what's going on like oh what what about this country what about that country well we're all fucked so <laughs> sorry george george spat out his coffee <laughs> Oh, love it. Are you going to believe that? Or, 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 well, raw that's raw. the thing. You've got to be raw. Because what's the point? What's the point in being fake? This is what I don't I don't get it. I don't get why. I know there's certain... It's, it's, it's a program that has been created in our psyche by all the talking heads, you know? News broadcasters and this is, everything's yeah. polished. There's always this porcelain glaze. There's, the people are not real. They have their stage persona. And then there's something totally... You can't even... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just said that they've got their lacquered hair. It's like a solid. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's a false persona, and then there's someone completely different off stage, and I've seen it with all the new age luminaries. I've rubbed shoulders with lots of them behind the scenes, and I'm like, whoa, oh, how different George. are these people? You know, when you get them behind closed doors and how they operate, and that's what I love about you. I love about you know my authentic nature. I love about Chris and Cherie because. And, and everybody else who is actually just being naturally themselves and not actually living a persona steeped in an ideological system, you know. And even if we have differences in our opinions about things, we're a different, you know, I can talk to anybody in this world and I will find major differences between me and them and that is normal, you know. Mm-hmm. It is, it's the diversity of our humanity, you know, and I love... As long as people are real, I love them. I don't care where they're at with their exactly. concepts, you know. I just want people to be real. And and that's that to me is speaks more to my heart and I can now be a real humane being. And I do that with the people around here in my neighbourhood, in my community. And I have fantastic conversations. And, you know, we rock up in the cafe down the streets, only like 100 metres down my road. And, and at first people didn't know to take me because... I'm just this jovial, raw and real guy. And 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 everybody else now, it's brought it out in them. And we just have a hoot. Every, you know, 
not every morning, but I can go down there at six in the morning. And sometimes it's hard to leave at seven in the morning because everybody's just chatting away and talking and we're talking about anything and everything. And it's a beautiful community because everybody around here wants to be real. Um, and they're just too afraid. And then someone like me comes along and just smashes it, you know, and I, I live your passion. Don't worry about what other people think of you because what other people think of you is none of your business anyway. It's their thoughts. <laughs> they're looking at Absolutely. you through their eyes of pain. They're looking at you through their cultural programming, through their consciousness oh. field that's been totally programmed by societal concepts and programs. If they can't see through their heart who you truly are, it doesn't matter. It's okay. It doesn't matter. I, I've, I've come to, you know, I've, I've come the very, very quick evolution of me. I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, you know what, fuck them. <laughs> I can't be, I can't. I can't appeal to everybody and I really have to to um, just get over that. And being real comes with the risks in a very unreal world. Mm. And you and I both come from a Mediterranean background. I'm Lebanese and you're Greek, right, from a Greek background. Yeah, and parents born in Egypt. We've got a, yeah, well, we've got a, we've got a very, um, in our culture, as, as warm and as friendly and as loving as people are, there is a surface um, polished sort of veneer that you put to other people to to behave in a certain way no matter what you're feeling behind you know the scenes so there's a term for that in arabic which is um uh, i'll translate it as the face of the house okay? can you say it so, can you say it in arabic though i'd love to hear it uh bet. okay Wejbet. so uh it's yeah so it's the face of the house it's like you're putting on a front to behave correctly with etiquette because this thing occurred. For example, even if you hate someone and you found out that their mother died or whatever, you go and you do this as a duty or you, you know, even if you um, don't like someone at a party, you must perform in a certain way or you must be, you know, you have a front. You're not allowed to speak your truth. And I've come from that culture. And even though my parents were fairly modern, um, they still have that in them. And so um, it, it manifests as a different a different way of being. So that's the challenge I'm, I'm living with. And I still have to, to challenge that, right? I still have to break through that. And I think that's why I've, I am the truth speaker I speak, you know, I am, because, you know, like I said in another interview, I'm the one at the Christmas party calling out everyone going, that's fucking bullshit. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, they're pretending to be fake and all nice and like, oh, hi. And then five minutes earlier they were bitching about someone and I'm the one calling that out. And I think people need to to be brave and do that now because if you're doing this on a small level, on a private level, if you're doing this fakery on a private level, what, do you think that this world is going to change in any way on a large scale? Are we going to change in communities? Yes, we understand that there's certain uh, politeness that you must adhere to in in society uh, and that's just that's comes from common courtesy and humanity okay but don't be fake just be real and go for it and say say what you need to say and 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 bear the consequences of that yeah since um i did my tgm retreats it plunged everybody who was there including me afterwards straight after into a massively deep alchemical process all our shit came up stuff that we didn't even know was there it just comes up and uh 
it was amazing. It was such a powerful crucible. The law of the land where we held the retreat in the heart of the Glasshouse Mountains. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Brett. I love you peeps so much. They are the soul of the earth, these two people. And everybody else who turned up. And it was great to see all our crap coming up. There was uh, issues that, that had to be dealt with at the time for some people. Overall, the event was just so gorgeous, so harmonious and so loving. And when people's stuff came up, everybody held space while we really worked through it all together. And since then, we've all been going through this massive process and we're talking to each other. So, you know, anything that, that, that came up where we felt like our behaviour towards one another wasn't quite right, we call each other, we sit down, we talk to each other about it. This is how I'm feeling. This is what's come up for me this is what my experience was and then the other person shares as well and we're coming from such a deep vulnerable place and we're owning it we're owning our indiscretions we're saying look you know i had these thoughts this this and this and i and i go the more i sit with it the more i realize that thought process i had about you and the way i reacted towards you in that moment came from this wound deep down inside of me and the wound is this this and this and I want, I want you to know how grateful I am that you have showed me my wound and now I'm alchemizing it, you know, and vice versa. And it is just this beautiful uh, camaraderie in the alchemical process, in this process of metamorphosis and transformation. And we're supporting one another through it rather than being all reactive. She's a bitch and he's an asshole and he's evil and <laughs> right? And, and, and it's really a really beautiful process to be in. Yeah, and I would, I would say to anyone, I mean, just take the dive. It's just emotions in the end. Like it's it's really, you've got to take that risk. You're going to feel a bit uncomfortable, you know, if you come across things. But have the guts and the, um, have the guts and the vulnerability to explore that because what comes out of that is incredible. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be released from, from the old shackles of, you know, you'll be released from all of that. Even old, um, you know, uh, responsibilities or certain things that you feel as though you're obligated to, those things may it may be painful when they, they come undone when you do speak your truth, but it, it perhaps is necessary for you to release and, and be on your path. That's what happened to me and that's why this happened so quickly like that, okay, because I, I just had had enough. I thought I'm being silenced. There's all these idiots wearing masks. What the hell's going on? And then I'm just like, you know what, I can't take it. And I stepped up and I spoke my truth. And I, I you know, I was sick of um, just being worried about whose feet I'm going to tread on by saying this and that. And I stopped censoring myself and I stood up and I spoke out. And the minute I released that final layer, and then there's still more layers to go with, with little programs and stuff I've got going. But the minute I released that, my true core... Um, you know, uh, my my path, my core um, purpose was exploded. And that's why it's happened so quickly. And I think this could happen for so many people if they just take that risk. If they just take that risk and and really dive deep, have that night, that dark night of the soul, go for it, you know, do it. Um, and even, and I want to say this, this might be a little, I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> I always say it anyway. Um, 
if you have issues with substances, for example, and you are going to challenge these things, I would be, you know, that's something that that's that could impair that process. Um, I'm not trying to sound like a perfect person, but I don't drink alcohol at all. I don't. I refuse to. I never have. I don't like it. Um, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't do anything. I don't gamble. I don't do any of that because to me they're all false things and they can interfere with this process, okay? Um, but that's me. But if you do have issues with those things, you're going to find the process of um, finding out who you really are and getting to that core of who you really are a little bit difficult because you may have this alcohol for example can put a numbing sort of layer on you it can tap into um and trigger old traumas it can if we talk about on a and I'm, not, I'm not sure if you have any beliefs on this um george but these darker entities can actually um hook into these these things alcohol seems to be and this is why it's called spirits it kind of it, it sort of is a conduit for for that stuff Okay, yeah, so I, 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 wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, there's it two can play into that, yeah, well, there's two sides to it, yeah. you know. And uh, I, I did want to um, talk talk about Trump, but we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, but this is really important, um, because I still, I still drink, um, mm -hmm. and I still I smoke organic tobacco. Um, mm -hmm. you don't, you're not having a freaking, you know, piss up every weekend, are you? Are you, George? Yeah, probably about <laughs> once a week. I'll, I'll drink uh, a reasonable amount of alcohol, but I always oh, okay. have, like, if I have wine, it's preservative-free wine. So it's and just it's with your meal. It's not like you just send it with a... No, no, on, on the other I'll tell you, um, at the TGM, I sat around the fire each night and I, I yeah. drank a lot, you know. Um, but when I'm at home here, I rarely do it. I do it on the odd occasion you know, um, and it provides a balance for the amount of energies I have to embody and I have to actually share. And I turn up the next day and I'm crystal clear and happy as, uh, a bit tired, but, you know, usually I'm quite vibrant. And they were looking at me saying, how do you do it? Like, we saw you around the fire last night and you drank a bottle of wine and this morning you turn up and you're fine. Well, first of all, it's no chemicals, preservative-free organic wines. And the other thing is it's um, to understand the medicine, the medicinal side of it. So if I'm drinking wine, I'm drinking the serpent's vine and I'm doing um, multidimensional work with the serpent energy on a universal scale and understanding the true nature of that, of the organic version of the serpent energy and the false, the imposter serpent energy. So, you know, this, this, is, a, this is deep because now we're getting into what's called the shamanic side of things. And I'm a cosmic shaman if i was to use that title a lot of people are pissed off about using that title now to me shaman means um shaman means light in star language and man so it's um, a man of light or a, a person who works with light whether it's a man or a woman you know so for me that's the origins of the of the shamanic thing which comes from a culture which people would wouldn't have expected i think it's an old uh Oh, is it? It's, a, it's an obscure thing. It's not, is it Tibetan? I think it's Tibetan. Somewhere there, something obscure like that. It's not actually American Indian where the word comes yeah. from, where it's a lot right. of people think it is. But um, but because uh, of what its original meaning is, a lot of cultures around the world have adopted that word. Now, um, you know, if you're working with, uh, if, you, if people like to drink beer, which I don't, 
they're working with the grain kingdom or realm and they're doing medicine and you see when it comes to the actual alcohol itself alcohol is father spirit energy if you look at something like cannabis that is mother spirit energy it's a female energy overall and there's benevolent and malevolent spirit energies within that realm as the same with the alcohol realm so it's really understanding if you do if you drink tequila now you're doing agave medicine with the father spirit medicine it's because alcohol is a male male energy right so now you're working with father energies who work you pretty hard and it can go either way with alcohol it's really interesting so you know for me uh, i generally use it in a medicinal way for me because of the work that i do in my shamanic roots but i totally get there were stages in my life which i totally admit to where i was abusing alcohol and i was numbing out from the true nature of it was um it was a coping mechanism and i was numbing out from the true nature of what i needed to do yeah and it's the same with tobacco people are called to smoke because they they hear the calling of the spirit of the tobacco plant and but they they, most people are smoking a toxic mimic which are called cigarettes which are full of chemicals and are designed to kill people because that's what they want to do because tobacco is what we used to put in peace pipes and sit in ceremony with you know and sit and deliberate between the elders of tribes and work out our differences and etc etc and it's a warrior spirit plant so this is really deep stuff when you start getting into the the realm of nature and understanding our shamanic roots and understanding our relationship with with the world of nature and all the different expressions and the medicines that it has to offer and when people have a coffee they're doing plant medicine and they're they're they're, they're integrating in communion with the spirit of the coffee tree plant realm and who that entity is so you know again if you have a chamomile tea you're, you, you need plant medicine to help you relax in that moment. Now you're integrating with the spirit and the essence of the entity that is the chamomile plant on earth. You know, so all of us are doing plant medicine constantly. It's beautiful. I mean, it, that's beautiful, beautifully put. I just went off. I don't want to drink. <laughs> but Mate. that's that's brilliant. But you know what? But what does that show you? It shows that everything in our world that was beautiful was corrupted. It, no, uh, 100%, 100%. You know, there's things that other people do from bread, you know, that was, yeah, doesn't work for me. So if I'm not saying people should drink alcohol, you know, and people should do what I do when it comes to that sort of medicine. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that there's people that do lots of ayahuasca. I had one ayahuasca ceremony and it was so profound. I have no, and, and I was in communion with Aya for two years. We communicated yeah. through spirit. After. before I actually entered into physical communion with her and did the ceremony. And and the shaman said to me afterwards when we had the talking stick and I shared, she said to me that that is the most profound uh, ceremonial experience anyone could ever hope to have with Aya, with with the spirit Mm -hmm. of Aya. And, And I said, right. And since then, I haven't had a calling to do it again because I just needed the one. Other people need two. Other people need 10. Other people need 100. Other people need you know, 200 in their lifetime. It doesn't matter. Everyone's constructed differently and we all have different relationships with all these different things, you know, 
Wachuma, which is San Pedro, I've had about seven ceremonies with grandfather, son, medicine. You know, it's from the sun. It's the sun incarnated with this grandfather essence incarnated on earth in the plant realm. So once you get into the really deeper inner workings of all this stuff, then you realise what we as a humanity are actually interrelating with and these beautiful conscious relationships and why we're drawn to certain things and why we're not drawn to certain things. And there's no right, there's no wrong, but it all has to be in balance with love, honour and respect. And the moment you enter into any of these relationships with balance and love, honour and respect, then everything's going to be okay. That's brilliant. I want to do mushrooms with you, George. (laughs) (laughs) They grow in my street. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, because we're in the mountains, yeah. Haven't done them yet, but, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they grow in my street. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, that'd be a hoot. Yeah, yeah. It would be. Oh, that's so funny. No, but I love this. I love this. Like, um, I've never, I've never, I mean, I vaguely knew about, I mean, I knew about plant medicines, but I didn't even know that that there was something with the vine, you know, the wine and and all of that. It's brilliant. That's just amazing. And all of this has been corrupted. It has. So even bread, I was just saying, even the the grains have been corrupted. They have. Mother Earth has provided us with everything that we need everything is here you know and that's why empire comes here hijacks everything corrupts everything distorts it because it wants to interfere with our natural processes yeah oh wow so really what we're trying to do is get back to that raw person that raw being that raw to remember that to remember that and at the same time tiptoe in this 3d world and walk that you know we've got to we've got to balance all of that we've got to remember that we're multi-dimensional and we're in this 3d body and be true and and try as much as you can to speak from that raw uh inner or chris calls it organic consciousness you know um being that that core of who you are and um so many ways so many paths so many ways to get there you know so many ways to get there should we talk about Trump? <laughs> Sorry, I was having I couldn't a segue. I couldn't segue. I just thought <laughs> I'll just talk about Trump. Yeah. Hang on. Oh, just switch views. I was I, I, I switched view to speak of you, muted myself so I could have a swig of my water. And uh and you're like, shall we talk Trump? <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's let's segue. We ha- do we have to? He's everywhere, man. This guy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like he's um, he's like uh, the future version of Bart Simpson. I don't know. It's Bart, <laughs> Bart Simpson as a grandfather in the future. It's really weird, eh? So, um, uh, one thing I do want to say, I know you have a fair bit to say, but I want to just start the ball rolling uh, yeah. with this subject. Uh, when it was announced that he and his wife, the first lady, got COVID and they went somewhere, what came straight up for me was this is a code that they're going somewhere and it is the beginning of a major, major, major process. Absolutely. And I knew it instantly within me. And I'm like, where did I read that? And I'm trying to think, where did I hear it? Where did I read it? And nothing is coming through. 
and what has uh, emerged for me in this process is because I was part of the SSP, right? All my community oh, knows talk, it. Can you can you talk about that? Because everyone keeps telling me I'm in the SSP and I know nothing about it. Oh no! If you if you stood in front of the Looking Glass, you are definitely part of the SSP. There's no doubt about it. Hundred percent. Sorry. No, it's oh. out of the bag. It's out of the bag. You just came out of the closet, so to speak. How did, okay. Well, how come I don't know about it? Thanks. Thanks, SSP people. Thanks for telling yeah. me. Yeah. Look, you know, and and I knew I could be just straight up front with you. That's okay. I have no problem. That's all yeah, good. Yeah. So um, I, I've honoured all my agreements with the SSP, so I'm done with them. I've closed, finished. We no longer work together. In fact, in March, um, I was part of another organisation and we actually did a sting on an SSP organisation. And I went into detail on that in Empire of the Ants, uh, not Empire of the Ants, Navigating the Crown Virus. I, I went into detail about that of... Um, uh, how that occurred and uh, explained it in great detail. And it was a really major event and that's what catapulted the whole COVID thing to be rushed because the things that broke out in March after that major sting on the SSP occurred um, wasn't, wasn't supposed to happen the way COVID rolled out up until August, September in the lead up to the election. So it was all brought forward and they went into a panic and that's why when it all first came out it was all messy and confusing and blah, 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 and all this sort of stuff um and that was because there was so much going on in the exopolitical arena we sent a shockwave through the ssp and that whole establishment space force the whole lot absolute shockwave they freaked out um because they had no idea that part of the breakaway civilization was this other organization which is intact in contact with a natural order which isn't a part of empire the empire of the gods um but you see the ssp and all of that it's all part of the empire of the gods you see and mm. and now they realize now they completely realize and now within the ssp there's factions uh, you know emerging. Yeah. so there's a benevolent faction emerging and then there's ones that are the hardliners and you know, uh, that one. So that, that benevolent faction, I intuitively call it the Alliance. Mm. Or is that what is that what you'd call it? Or yeah, white, it's the ones who don't align. They don't align themselves with a hologram of the gods anymore. They've broken right. away from all the ET races um, that were part. Yeah, yeah, this is a big story. Now we're getting into the okay. exopolitical arena and the military-industrial complex. But um, it, it, it's, it's part of how over the last, um, I'm going to say, 150 years, um, there's been certain from the um, going out and, and raiding all of the sacred sites on the planet, what we call ancient sacred ruins, really they were going for all the ancient technologies. And I explain this in great detail in a presentation which is called the New South Wales UFO Research Group Organisation. And I did a presentation, I think it was 2017 back then or 18. And... Um, and I went into great detail about all of this, how when they brought back the technologies and they started tinkering with them, they started opening up portals, they started sending out signals to the extraterrestrial and interdimensional race and ancient races that actually built those technologies, right? Um, and then all of a sudden there was all this interaction happening in the late 1800s. Massive amount of UFO activity interacting with ET. To think Roswell was the beginning of it, that's a joke. Total freaking joke, right? First of all, people are dismissing uh, the Battle of LA, you know, and they don't know that that, that craft that 
that turned up over Battle of LA wasn't even ET. It was already part of the breakaway civilization, which had already f- formed this technology. Oh, yeah, this is way bigger than people people realise. So the... Um, uh, and, and I urge everybody to do the, all their, you too, do your tuning in. Yeah, you, I have to. If what I'm saying to. is real, all that sort of stuff, I, I encourage it. Um, and uh, I must uh, have had my mind blocked, honestly, George, because I I don't know anything about it. So, that's all right. And can I just say, because I think some people might, because we didn't say what SSP is, it's a secret space program. So oh. that's what, yeah, because some people don't know what SSP is. So oh, okay. secret space program. Yeah. So, yeah, I how do. Many people incarnated. See, see, I made a contract with the SSP prior to incarnation. So, I wasn't like someone like Corey Good, for example, who entered the military on this level and signed agreements on this level to be a part of those organizations. I didn't have those contracts in place. Mine were, mine were from beyond and prior to incarnation. So, I've honored all of my agreements with them and now I'm clean and free. I could do whatever. They can't touch me. It's over. I don't know what. What's my contract? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon. I reckon yours is from set up similar to mine. Yours was was yeah. uh, an agreement which was made from beyond, um, prior to incarnating. That's what I reckon. Yeah, I'm only realizing that now because I've, I'm thinking back to my childhood, going, oh my god, you, I always knew there was something coming big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, right. So, um, yeah, and a day will come when you will end your, your activities with them as well. And I've, I know lots of people who are super soldiers and parts of these organisations and really the um, that paradigm is opening up. It's revealing itself and there's a lot more people every day waking up to, oh, my goodness, I've been a part of this organisation. They're having memories of well, their... Of well, their- that's what- Tours that's of what's duty happening in my journeys. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening. Well, that's what's been happening with me is I'm seeing this white room. To me, I think when I look at this white room, it feels like a ship. <laughs> like it's a white rounded, there's technology in there and that's where they have the looking glass technology. There's VIPs there. And I've had these leading, I mean, way before this channel, um, I was having very vivid dreams. It's all on the astral where I'm working with Trump and I'm doing work for him and I'm in a meeting and we're sitting and it feels real, like real as anything. And I'm doing this work with the psychic work, okay, for them. So the way I read Um, that, if I was to get all clairvoyant about this. (laughs) Go. You okay with me saying this? Yes, say it. Okay. So um, you don't work... uh, inside that organization you work with it as a consultant from a galactic level as part of the galactic council if i can use that terminology i know it's new agey overused but it's conceptual just so people get what i'm talking about right Mm. um because in in the reality of the natural order we actually don't use labels it's just energetic signatures and everyone identifies you by your energy right and what you're a part of by the energy of the reality so we don't actually use titles or labels but i have to use it in this world on this level so people can grasp some sort of mental consciousness concept of what it is we're referring to and it helps people to better comprehend and understand what we're saying so you're part of a group in the galaxy council of female beings feminine beings um, who work with the galactic mother and you're here at this time 
and you have an agreement prior to incarnating, and this is why I check everything I'm verify everything I'm saying with you in your own time. And I'm happy for you to call me out and say, George, I don't feel it, not feeling it. Don't you know you're wrong about it? And I'm all, I'm at peace with that. I want you to know I'm at peace with that. Okay. I'm, I'm have, I don't have a problem with what you're saying. It's just the SSP part that I go. What? Yeah. So <laughs> because I do feel I do feel that. Yeah. You're advising. You're advising the SSP. I feel that. Because you have an agreement prior to incarnating to work with them and help steer and guide them and bring greater wisdom to the way they're operating as an organisation because that's the counterbalance to the way they're so heavily influenced by empire. Right. Well, this this makes sense to the Uluru thing because the thing that I was given the message was that I am the keeper of the light. Okay, so that might be something to do with that. I I, I don't know. It'll be a particular it felt like a kind of light. And okay. when I told that to the elders, they were like, "Yeah, you know, we know because we're the keeper of this and we're the keeper of that." Yeah. So it, it made sense to them. They revered that, and they all not revered, but they accepted it and and as uh, as a as a recognition. Okay. Yeah, and from my so experience, this is this has been the setup, and people have been really confused. And now all of a sudden, it's like, okay, so we've got all these people coming in and incarnating on Earth at this time. And I know we've gone into Super Woo land, so if some of you are struggling. Uh, you know, we've got to be all. We've got to also not just cater to you only. We've got to be able to talk to a wide variety of people, okay. and including people who understand life. To the degree that we do okay we're not better than anyone else we just no. have we remember more we, we remember and yeah. there's lots of this yeah i don't know shit about the world of ballet <laughs> but there's experts in the world of ballet and i know nothing about that space i don't know much about chemistry or you know um certain sport. Things I'm, sport. I'm hopeless at politics right <laughs> So there's lots I don't know that lots of you know more about than I do. So it's not about we're so much better. So anyway, um, this whole setup with organisations that are part of the breakaway civilization and all these clandestine operations that are happening behind the scenes in the military industrial complex, because this is really going to help people to understand where you're functioning, how you're functioning, how things are structured around you and where the information is coming from. Because once you really get back to who you are, where you've come from, why you've come to this world and why you're here doing the things that you're doing and operating in the way that you are, mate, I'll tell you, your work just goes to a whole new level. You, you turn inside out with such power and grace because finally you understand why you're doing the things that you're doing. Yeah, and that's piecing together. You know, it's coming together slowly, but I I want to know have to have the memories that you have because that will give. A, it's already given me a greater sense of purpose and determination on another level. It's not just three D. Even just talking to Chris Geo and recognizing that, you know, he and I are brother and sister. Like, the, you know, how do we how do we explain that to people? We know it. We both saw it. He saw it in the ayahuasca realm. I saw it on my own. Um, uh, my own journeying, I call it shamanic journeying, but you know, I don't take anything for it. But like, and and I saw it and I recognized it. And I, he he kept quiet and I told him what I saw. And he said, Oh my God, that's what I saw. And blah, blah, blah. so we conferred on that level. I saw things that he saw in the higher realm where, and for us, it was a feeling. We knew, we knew that there was this uh, memories of of brother and sister. So one, even just talking to him the other day for a couple of hours, 
was enough to give that drive of I know what my purpose is even more. And maybe this is what we're doing for other people in represent or in triggering triggering them to wake up to themselves and then the more they explore that in their own time on their own journey they they will recognize what it is that they're doing what their purpose is what their what their path is and and it just becomes this amazing collaboration between all these people these like-minded people and people on different different journeys and different you know levels of their journeys and we could all help each other if only we would open up a bit more and and that amnesia would would be broken down you know, it is where, where, where we are. We're transcending the veil of amnesia, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's 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 happening. It's like, uh, you know, the word apocalypse. You're yeah. experiencing your it's own personal apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the whole word. You look up the word. It, it, they're just the, tr- the mistranslation of that word is absolutely absurd. Um, the apocalypse is the best thing that could ever happen. And everybody says apocalyptic times. They're mixing up the word apocalypse with Armageddon. Yes, right? they are. They're confusing. Yeah. It's all word, word disassociation, actually. So um, the word apocalypse means apocalypse here in Greek, apocalypse, which means from the good spirit, which is the knowledge and the wisdom from the good spirit, right? And it is the revealing of the truth. That is the original meaning of the word to understand the essence of the word. And so um, the, uh, we're all living our own personal apocalypse. We are opening up and we are revealing. We are emerging from within and turning inside out. So Just like uh, painting. Just like your painting. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I've got it. Thank you, Lee. Um, a good friend of mine who um, painted that. And I've commissioned her to do other paintings as well. Um, sensational artist and, and a great woman. Uh, and I just want to um, uh, say that the work that you're doing is uh, common to many of us. That's why so many of my friends and so many of my community gelled uh, with your heart and your essence straight away. And they, they love what you're about and where you're coming from. We totally understand that you speak to a part of our community that I cannot speak to, you know, <laughs> and you speak to them in a way that you need to speak to them in a way that I, I cannot. I've, I've moved on from those dialogues. Um, I, can, I can enter into dialogue with general community people, but it's not to the extent that you can. Mm. Okay? So um, it, it's like uh, you're very much... Um, uh, from what I, all the feedback I've had, uh, very much respected and very much honoured and revered um, in our community, um, overall speaking. And, um, yeah, just really uh, just want to express that. Now, before we, we wind it up, which felt like it was, you know, the energy starting to drop out, um, I do want to go back to the whole Trump thing and why he went underground and um, this is the beginning of something and can you share with us, you know, what you've been getting lately in regards to this? Well, I, I think I had the same feeling as you and that's why I did the journeying to see what was happening in um, the place in Cuba. GMO. GMO. And um, I, you know, I got, I don't, if people don't know, I did try to express what was happening in GMO a few weeks back on a live, which was silly of me, and we got shut down. Like we got shut down three times by Facebook. Um, and then we got our actual group got shut down um, and destroyed. <laughs> it's gone. 
So we had to create a new group. I had to get, create new accounts and things like that. And um, so this is a very controversial subject. So I tried to tap in. I knew something was coming. Um, there is factions in the Truther community. I'm not going to say the the letter yeah. because it's being yeah. heavily censored. Um, that they they feel that they've got their finger on the pulse as to what's really occurring. There's many layers to this. Uh, on my journey, I did see it starts with, and I speak in code, but we all know who it is, the 45th and M. So the 45th and M is Trump and Melania. And um, they were fine. They were okay. And they felt very protected. Uh, what I want everybody un to understand and really, really get this concept, okay, they have the technology. They've got it, okay? They own it. They are in control of it. You call it a TI. On the, in the 3D world, we call it AI. It is the tech. They've got the power of the. Of it, this is not just NSA. This is not no, tapping so into beyond. phone calls. It is so beyond. It is everything, and the looking glass technology is part of that. Quantum field is part of that. Um, the creation of timelines and the creation of realities is time is is part of that. So every single thing that Trump, who is just a representation of the the leadership of where the, this world is going. Trump and Melania, every single thing that they do is so strategic. There is no accidents. They know where everything is going. They use psychics, for example, who can view the looking glass technology to create um, outcomes or to steer the collective in a certain way because they know what's going to happen next. Because when you have the control of the AI or the TI, you know everything, okay? So the stories of all the, the things of when is this going to occur, all of that, that drops out. You don't need to worry about that, okay? Uh, but Trump himself is safe. I know some people were saying that he he was sick and he got better through a med bed and all of that. When I saw him, he was perfectly healthy and not just perfectly healthy, focused, determined. I mean, the energy this man has that I've witnessed myself, it's incredible. He has a he has a light field around him that is so protected. And the way I saw it, the first time I met him on the astral, it was chaos all around him. And he's just in this shield of centered focus. And I, you know, he's the eagle. He is the focus, you know, just laser beam focus, this strength. And it's not coming from a that, that persona of the the, the avatar of, of being this bit of a jerk and whatever. That's a persona. He has that he commands respect, um, and but it comes from this fatherly energy. Because when I was there present with him, he was so um, I just felt like I, I was just respected and in awe, and a person who knows their next step and so um, intelligent and so um, strategic, but with heart. He comes from the heart. I've got to tell you that. He comes from the heart. His wife as well is very, 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 very intelligent. And, and she totally and flies nasty. in the face of what everybody thinks of Trump and everybody sees. Because that's the 3D. That's the 3D. And the, the people who are in control of the 3D narrative are the mainstream media. And they are the other faction that is trying to uh, usurp this whole, um, you know, thing from. There is, though, in place. the episode political uh, argy bargy, probably <laughs> the way to put it. Um, a narrative to also um, 
make him out to be a benevolent dictator, though. So now I'm look, now going on the levels beyond the whole Trump thing. Next level's on, okay? So um, because what what they're doing is they're creating the saviour program yeah. and, the, and, and Trump is a part of the saviour program that's coming to save humanity from the atrocities that have, have been and, and, you know, the, the darkness. And, and it's like it's corralling. It's problem, reaction, solution, right? Yeah, so the next light... The next layer that's coming in is this technocratic layer, and he's 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 not only a part of that, but he's also with an, a layer that's coming in even behind that. So, they I, I call them. Uh, it's a synopsis that I put out about ten years ago, and it's called the three layers of imposition. Okay, so the first layer is the um, banking families, the banking industrialist families, the cabal that we've always known, which is currently being taken down. Right, mm-hmm. layer two that's muscling in on layer one is the technical intelligence god entity and that's taken over the military industrial complex and now that is muscling in on layer one so this is war playing out between these two layers and the layer that's pulling the strings on layer two which is muscling in on layer one right that's coming in behind that's the hologram of the gods so trump is straddling between layer two and layer three, three. muscling he, in on layer one, you see. And he's being equated to, you know, King Cyrus and all of that stuff from the Bible and that here we go with the, the gods. And even I said, and I'm going to be honest, it's like my first video that I did, I was like the energy that I felt in this journey of Trump was he's like an angel. It was like that. But then when we, you know, the energy of a god and He's backed by the hologram of the gods. Yes, and I did say Nephilim, and I I know what the Nephilim are. Don't get me wrong, okay? It was a giant energy, okay? It had that, it had a god-like energy. And I'm not saying he's a god, please. We're trying to break that down. We're trying to break down that need for the the saviour and the external to come in and i want to include jfk jr in that okay because he's also oh, yeah. the saviour he's also seen as a saviour and um oh, rfk no jfk jr oh his son i'm not sure if you're aware of that that there is a oh he must be there. working in the background that he's still alive. So this is the this this is the Whoa. narrative that he's still alive. That he faked his death, and there is evidence of the the, the death being faked. Wow. Okay, him and his wife. That's big. It, there's so much information about that, and this is what people are waiting for. When will he reveal? It's always back to that. When? 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 When will he reveal himself? When will Trump do this? When will do? Okay, but yes, hmm. we it's it's a very we've, we're straddling this very. Um, dangerous thing of we need a saviour um, and then we'll have hope. <laughs> Whereas it should be, you know, we have hope because we are our own saviours and we can see through the veil. True? Uh, we can see through the deception. We can see through well, the Well, the reason we need saving, right, uh, is because we continue to play the victim. The two, <laughs> the two go together, right? One relies on the other. One can't exist without the other. Oh, right? yeah. So as long as we as a humanity or as individuals continue to play the victim, then you're going to need saving. You need a saviour to come and save you. And this is this is what you're trying to explain to everybody. You know, stop waiting for a saviour. We've got to actually start stepping into our own power. Yeah, just like because I, I was totally hijacked by what's called the Galactic Federation of Light. And in 2004, 
You can see my videos on YouTube. You'll see me there. I'm an ambassador for the Galactic Federation of Light and I'm there and, you know, doing the whole love and light thing. And I was right deep into it, like major. And then, you know, because they, they got me for a while, but then I woke up out of it and broke free from it, transcended and see how And I just want to talk to the audience a bit. That, that's so honourable that you admit that because there are so many people who are in this public um you know, the high consciousness uh, truth of community that are so afraid to admit when they were wrong. I mean, oh, I'm I always admit when I'm wrong. I've been in it for a second and, um, you know, I can already see I'm going to have to admit things that I'm wrong with, you know, um, or not wrong, but just maybe misguided, maybe all yeah. that sort of stuff, you know, where uh, our, our, our understanding of our universe is this much and then it expands to this much and so then you get a greater understanding. So then you have to change what you've said and it's not backtracking. It's just an expansion of of, of your awareness and your, your remembrance of all, the, all these things that you already know that are already in you. Exactly. Um, and that's part of it. You know, and I do, so I do um, have a problem with, for example, I'm going to be honest, in my group, which is growing again very big, I have a problem with Galactic Federation of Light posts. I have I have a problem with channeled Palladian posts. Yeah, I have a problem uh, with because that stuff, only because that stuff just can't even make it into my community. Yeah, I I I, I don't allow it. Okay, so mm -hmm. if you're trying to get a post up and you're wondering why I haven't allowed it or our admin and moderators haven't allowed it, it's because these are the rules. I've it's said. not that it's bullshit. It's just part of it's the not. paradigm. It's totally part, you know, the Ashtar command and all that. Absolutely. Sort of it's, it's not, I'm not saying of, bullshit. It's all part of the hologram of the gods. It's a trap. And it's, That's and, what and I'm it's saying. the savior, it's the savior program on a multi dimensional scale. See, people don't understand how cosmic conquerors operate, they don't just come with on one dimension with forces. This is a multi-dimensional assault on earth and humanity, mm. you know, and they send different ET groups that specialize in different areas and different entities to channel different things through different groups and different cultures. Oh, this is cosmic conquering 101 people. And, you know, putting forces on the ground and doing it by force is so backwards, immature and childish in the world of conquering that you just don't do that. Why? Because you always get a revolt always so what you've got to learn to do as a cosmic conqueror is learn the ultimate weapon what is the ultimate weapon the ultimate weapon is love you've got to learn how to use love against the people right and when you have gods that are loving and devoting worship adoration adulation towards these gods you've got them You've totally got them. That's conquering one. Let them yeah. let them into your heart. Yeah, because right. now, now you've overridden free will. Now you've bent the rules of free will in the universe. Now they are willingly going with you and into the heavenly realms that as a god you have created and corralling them into those spaces and capturing them so you can continue to feed off their energy as they worship you, as they devoted to you, as they adore you. And this is the hologram of the gods, people. And I really hope, I really hope you wake up to the reality of our reality. You just triggered a whole bunch of people, George. And I've been triggering yeah. them with this stuff. Well, I've said it in probably a bit more callous way than you have. You've said it in a very articulate way. I, I'm just like, you, you can't. They're feeding off you. Like the, 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 even the benevolent ones are coming through. Now, 
look, I don't want to get 5 million emails from people going, but are you telling me that my Pleiadian friend is... is well, I've got an incarnation as a Pleiadian, right? We're multidimensional beings. I've got four incarnations in the yeah. star system. I've got one that I'm aware of in Orion. I know there's more, right? And I've got one in the Pleiades. You know, they're the three big systems. I, I'm, I'm fully operating in the exopolitical arena with all these ET races, and you need to understand that there's benevolent Pleiadians and malevolent Pleiadians, like benevolent Orion, malevolent. In every star system, they are multidimensional realities, and you have the whole dualistic system of the universe playing out in all of those in differing ratios in each star system. Okay. So once we get back to remembering the structure of life, then we can get past all the bullshit and all the dramas and get back to reality. It is really that simple. Absolutely. And, then, and once you, you know, this is knowledge is power. This is why they keep these in layers and keep it from you. And, mm. and that deception of, you know, that uh, I'll, I'll talk in religious terms. So in the Bible, they would say, you know, that, um, you know, Satan or that is um, a great deceiver. Or well, you could use that as a general term or archons are the deceivers and what have you and they're shapeshifters or whatever. It's, it comes from this that you're talking about, this layer that is really trying to co-op the entire race, the human race, and and make us forget by adding these layers of of, um, of other things. And that comes in a benevolent form and a malevolent form. But when you understand or understand the real structure of how all of this works, you have that power and then you can remember who you are and go, and have that inner discernment. This all take it's it's so much work. Like it's it's work about stripping layers. It's it's all of that. And I think I speak to the people who are at the starting levels of that, of that stripping away of the the deception, that the early beginning, and also people who are halfway through or who have just started their journey in that. And that's and so a lot of this information is full on. And I would say to those people, if this isn't resonating with you at this stage or it's too much, stop stop the video and just take the parts that you can absorb and then come back to it and it will as you and as and as you are as the weeks progress because everybody's really speeding up their um their evolution they're really speeding up in the last few months it's 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 so exponentially quick in in the way they're um you know taking down these old uh, paradigms and things like that and challenging that you can come back, you might come back to a book, for example, or a video that you, you couldn't listen to before, and then suddenly it will resonate with you. And then you'll add more knowledge or, or take down some more um, programs that you've had and, and things like that. So it does, it takes it steps towards that. But, you know, we need to really listen to these messages that we're getting in this podcast, this video, um, on many layers, because if you're just hearing the words, and you're coming from a place of pain um, and where you're holding very strongly to a story that you've told yourself for years, this could be misconstrued as something um, as, as something very challenging and hurtful, okay? And we're not coming from that point of view. Uh, we're not trying to express that. We're trying to give you as much information, as much truth as we can muster um, so that that can, that can be the a gateway for you to discover more about yourself and and uh, freeing yourself from from enslavement essentially it's enslavement and i think you've got you've got this sovereign now i did it at the start of the year it was a um a thing about becoming sovereign or declaring your 
declaring your um declaration of sovereignty declaration of sovereignty i had that saved in my phone <laughs> and um you know and i i remember when all of this coronavirus thing hit um i was reading that you know and i really I, I knew it anyway, but I was like, I had to read your, you know, your declaration of sovereignty and just um, try to check if, I, if there was any part of me that was giving away any kind of um, power or attachment to other things. And um, I think that if, if people can sort of um, work on that, on even just the physical level, um, that could be the start of something big. I've well, taken the conversation in a different direction. No, no, it's, I'd just like to say, you know, um, I really appreciate the way you articulated that is beautifully, beautifully expressed. And, um, you know, I've got a big sword tattooed on my right arm here. And that's because um, uh, to understand the original meaning of the word logos, uh, it got translated to word, but logos is so much more. And, and, and logos is this uh, authentic, original energy, untainted, the purest, which emanates from the heart and the core essence of creation and of your own existence, right? And what it does is it, it pierces through all the layers of illusion and lies, yeah? And uh, that's why the sword has always been the symbol that has represented Logos throughout the ages and to understand the massive code of that symbol. And I'll give you an example. When Muhammad said go spread Islam via the sword, he did not mean going around killing people. He actually meant going around spreading, you know, via the Arabic version of the word logos, right, uh, which means is the essence of truth of the nature of life. And, of course, like every, every other prophet's teachings, his teachings have been taken by the priestly caste and turned into something else, typical. So um, uh, we need to understand all the hidden symbolism throughout the ages and people get quite um, surprised when they actually understand. So what I did a moment ago back then with my passion and with my intensity was I got the sword out and I wielded it. See, mm. and see my word, my logos is my medicine. Other people have other gifts and talents in other areas of life. My logos is my medicine. Okay. So uh, that's how I operate. So as I was speaking and if you felt challenged, or you felt some people are like, yes, because it just mm. cuts through the layers and, and, and it's hitting something deep down inside and other people get really challenged. So um, I just want you to know, whatever you think of me, I have been called everything there is to be called through my 20 years of doing this work. And it's okay if you want to call me Satan or an agent of Satan or you want to call me Luciferian or Lucifer himself. I have been called everything you could possibly imagine. And I truly mean that. And, uh, and the interactions I've had with the ruling hierarchies behind the scenes, they have taken me and uh, they have done some pretty not nice things to me. Um, and I've had to live through all of that. So it's okay. I just want you to know from my, my heart to yours, I'm at peace with you. Yeah. And uh, what we're doing here is we're sharing information, which when in my early years, when I was steeped in the New Age movement, uh, and even going beyond that, religion. I was christened a Greek Orthodox. I attended a Catholic boys' high school in Sydney, you know. And, uh, and you know, growing up in that ecosystem, I knew things weren't right from the very beginning. However, 
as I had all these experiences, my whole perception of reality was just being shattered, right? And reevaluated, and all my belief systems were being challenged along the way. And uh, and there was times when I was in total agony, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and all that translated even to physical pain, right in the body. And uh, I want you to know that it is all part of the process. A physical pain is because your your um, spirituality, your ideological perception is is starting to uh, uh, be reevaluated. There's the organic expressions coming through, which then you feel mental pain because now your mind, your field of consciousness has been restructured, which then translates into your emotional body, which is emotion is energy in motion, which is actually consciousness that moves, right? That's what emotion is. And then that translates into the physical pain because now your DNA is being rewritten. You're reprogramming your DNA and it hurts because you've got all your ancestral programming, you've got all your ancestral lineage as well, and your body literally hurts as the DNA gets rewritten. So um, that's all normal. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. And, it, in, you know, there's stages of it where it reaches a particular precipice or a crescendo, you know, a critical mass point of pain, um, and then all of a sudden, phew, it's like now it's downhill from this moment on and it eases off. So when you do get to that point, um, you know, embrace the pain, move through the pain and it's all going to be okay. If you can't and you just want to stay in that space of your ideological system or your belief systems or whatever, that's great. It just means that that is your path. And, uh, and I really want to be in that space of loving and honouring all of you, whatever your assessment of our dialogue here today has been, and wherever it takes you in life, that's your path. And I don't want to uh, prevent you from going on your path. I do want to express why we are saying the things we say and where we come from when we do express them. That's what I'm doing, uh, which could sound like a bit of a justification process, but it's not really. It's just letting you know where we're coming from. Um, and I feel that the community that um, JC is uh, creating, had created and is creating, is uh, something that's really important in life. And that's why I felt the synergy in her heart, in her message, in her beingness. And I invited JC on to um, my podcast and also the cries from my community, which recognised JC's heart and the being that she is. Um, they wanted us to have this incredible dialogue today, um, which I'm really grateful that we did. Um, I feel that we've covered a lot of territory. Some people might have thought we're going to just deep dive into all the juicy drama, um, but this isn't about sensationalism. No. It's not. It's not about sensationalism. It's not about we're not we're not shock jocks, right? <laughs> we're not we're not here doing tabloid press right? Where you just want all this, we're not here to entertain your minds. Yeah. Uh, we're actually people here with a very deeply passionate purpose in life. And we're actually here to share the knowledge and wisdom that is um, purposefully being expressed to help support you in your process in life and in your journey in life. So that's um, what I wanted to share in relation to our coming together and having this wonderful dialogue that we've had. It's been wonderful, hasn't it? It just gelled so easily and 
I just love the way you articulate everything. You flesh things out so much better than I could ever do. And it just. Oh, I don't know about that. The... <laughs> uh, you can't throw that one at me because you can do it beautifully too in other areas. Yeah. 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 I just think that the combination is brilliant. And I think this is going to be a very prized um, broadcast. I think for a lot of people, it will be something that they go back to and listen to again and again. Yeah. It was so, very rich. There's so yeah. much. So much. Uh, I learned. I learned a lot of stuff. Thank you. <laughs> I did. Same. I knew that was going to happen. I knew I was going to learn stuff. And it's never, you know, nobody knows everything, but it's never too late to learn stuff. And it's just amazing. It just amplifies. Mm. Amplifies. This is, you know, people think that, that this is just um, people patting themselves on the back with their knowledge and speaking. No, this is you share wisdom, and it, and it exponentially grows, and it it. it um, helps us to evolve in such a fast-paced way and the way that the technologies have worked so that we could all come together in a time of lockdown. Uh, immerse yourself in this information. If you're, I mean, they've just announced a lockdown again in Ireland, I think, um, second wave in uh, somewhere else. I mean, there's places all over. They're doing this second wave, okay? They're getting there's really skills. desperate. There's, but there's also but there's other layers that this is this, this second wave is the time where they're just they're dismantling the good side is dismantling some uh, of this very very the last bastions of these these gatekeepers that are there that are going to be the barrier for us to be um, to start a new a new world. Um, it's not going to be perfect, and I want everyone to understand that because there is the talk of Nasara, which is a financial um, system of things. Um, it's not going to be perfect. We still live in a world of duality. We still live in a three D reality, right? Um, but a lot of that, a lot of that corruption, a lot of that very um, um, sort of the subverted reality, and all of that stuff, a lot of it's going to come down so that we understand ourselves a lot better to navigate our way forward and and into a into a better age. And that's the community I was trying to create. And um, with the group, it's the community like, you are creating. Yeah, it's it's and it's not about gossip. It's not about the political only. It's not about conspiracy theory. It's about what do you envision? How do you create this? And now with this knowledge that you must embrace sovereignty, you must embrace that. You must embrace your truth to be able to create this moving forward. You have to. Can, Otherwise, can you I, are stuck in old. Country. Can I interject? Because so many people tell you know I'm sovereign. I want to be sovereign but they still want to play the victim and they're waiting for a savior. How is, how does that work? It's a total contradiction. That's not going to happen. Oxymoron. It's an oxymoron. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You know, No. it's not a paradox. It's an oxymoron. It's a contradiction. Yeah. Paradoxes are awesome. I love paradoxes. It's a universal yeah. giant it's paradox. Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, what, what we're, we're realizing very quickly, all of us who have broken through those old paradigms is right. It's up to us. We got to we got to actually implement the wisdom that we have learned into real life decision making and and real life action. And you're doing it, and I'm doing it, and nobody has to do what we're doing. But everybody's got their thing that they need to be doing, which some people are now stepping into, but others are still waiting for someone to give it to them. And it doesn't work that way. You got to turn inside out, right there. See, you got to turn inside out. This is an inside out job, and. Uh, <laughs> There's a good title for a book, <laughs> right? This is totally an inside-out job, and you and 
and but the seed to get in there to reach deep inside of you to pull yourself out that's part of you that's waiting to emerge you've got to confront all your layers and all your masks and people go in there and they hit these pain barriers right which are the distortions their falsities their masks their false belief systems and the pain is too much for them so what do they do they still look out there and then they go from one spiritual concept after another and they're just giving their power away to one or the other um, because they're still not willing to turn around and look in themselves and even though there's lots of them out there that have a narrative all oh, go within it's all within and this oh but look meditate and bring this light in to get yeah. rid of the darkness bullshit it's not about that you've got the light inside of you within you you've got to turn yeah. inside out don't bring a light in from outside of you that's like taking drugs on a cosmic level you know people meditate with a light and they bliss out well you might as well smoke a joint here in this level and get high it's the same thing it's just yeah. multi-dimensional cosmic you know consuming energy and blissing out on the energy so once you begin to realize the whole trick the whole you know the way we as a humanity has been we've been hoodwinked by all these different sneaky clever sophisticated little processes that they've imparted onto us and all of a sudden it's like wow you just you just it just becomes so obvious after a while it opens up and you see it all absolutely this is mm. brilliant i mm. love it are we going to talk forever <laughs> no we're winding it up <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm roasted, and um, and Me it feels too. like I'm starting to I'm starting to get whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the energy's wound up. So yeah. thank you so much, JC. What are your parting words to everybody as we wind it up? Can I promote myself a bit? <laughs> Can I tell them where to go to to see? Oh, all right. My parting words are, um, you know, uh, take what you. If this resonates with you, it resonates with you. Take it and 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 still use discernment. You know, um, if it doesn't resonate with you, put it to the side. Um, but don't poo poo it. It may not. You know, you may not be at that um, stage in your development um, to be able to hear or absorb these words. But don't be afraid to. Um, don't be afraid to challenge yourself on these old shadows that you have. These. Um, these these old programs don't be afraid to dive deep in these things it's painful initially but when the reward at the end of that initial pain that initial emotion is incredible and it will set you free and um and really and you've got everything within you and it sounds like a it sounds like a silly phrase an overused sort of um phrase that everybody says but it really is. It's about the core and stripping back layers. And once you once you get that, the process and the the, the path is is amazing. It's it really is. And and that's what we talk about on in the group that I have, which is Quantum Truths JCK. I've had to change the name of it. So my name on it's not my real name, obviously. My name on YouTube and on uh, in uh, Facebook is JCK K A Y. And so when you, if you want to go there, I mean, there's going to be interviews with lots of people. And I'm sure I'm going to be doing another one with George again. We'll probably do something. Yeah, we've got. Beyond the Veil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, go Chris yeah. and Cherie. Um, But we're also going to do one that's um, going to be in the membership area where we're going to deep dive into some really controversial subjects, uh, which <laughs> isn't appropriate in. in Even more controversial than what we've spoken. Yeah, 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 yeah. nice. No, some really serious stuff. That'll be in a few weeks from now. 
give you a break because this has been such a big epic uh, energy that we've uh, co-created here today. And uh, it's just beautiful. I love so it. I love and appreciate you, mate. Good on you. As we say, you're having a go. So, thank you for recognizing me because you were the first um, person to reach out and ask for an interview because you saw, you were like, I know her. Totally. You Inst were the first one, but you had, you know, we had, you had a few things to do. So oh yeah, I had my retreats to run and plus, you know, I love Chris and Shireen. It was like so much more appropriate to go on their show uh, first yeah. up, I reckon. And um, and it turned out just perfect and yeah, love those two and love you and yeah. uh, love all our friends behind the scenes as well. Joseph, good on you, mate. Mm -hmm. and, and others, I can't wait to meet Saul one day. I hope I get the opportunity to meet that great man as well. He's a, he's a wonderful person, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. And just want to say thank you to everybody here um, that you sat through to the end now to listen to this. You didn't switch off, didn't get all reactive, and uh, you've chosen to actually listen through and take into consideration that all we have had to say. Um, from our hearts to yours, we really appreciate that you uh, took the time out to listen and to consider our sharing of the knowledge and the wisdom and the experiences that we've had. And JC, thank you again. Uh, love you, sister. You're um, very, um, people say you're courageous. I think on one level you are. On another level, you are just living who you're meant to be in this world. And uh, just uh, really appreciate what you are doing, what you've done for me as an individual, because I've learned so much from you as well. Um, and also what you're doing for our human family. I think it's just absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Absolutely honoured. Thank you. All right, mate. Um, thank you. All right. This has been another awesome episode of Super Woo Radio. Mate, we don't talk just ordinary woo here. We talk super woo. And uh, we are seriously in that next one that we do, we are going to go off the charts, off the scales. We're going to smash all scales when we go into super, super, hyper, super, hyperdimensional work. Uh, it's going to be fun. So look out for that in the future. We haven't got any dates set. And uh, this will uh, this will knock some socks off and I really appreciate everything. All right. Love yous, as in the famous words of Jeff Finney. Love yous, love yous all. And <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>